Love Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it didn't work now. It wasn't fucking no more.
that stuff, that funk, that sweet, that funky stuff. Give it to me. Give me that stuff, that funk, that sweet, that funky stuff. Give it to me. 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 Funk. That sweet.
Welcome back to the Bastard News Radio Show on the Bastard News Radio Network at WCOM and Chapel Hill and uh, Carborough, North Carolina. I'm L.A. Bachelor. It is the show. We thank you for joining us wherever you are listening. You could be doing anything else, but you decided to make us a part of your time wherever you are. 646-929-0130, the number to get in touch with us. Hit us up on uh, Facebook with your questions, the Pad Nation, uh, Pad Nation 2. That's uh, so number two at Twitter, Instagram, uh, also at LA at the Bassin News Radio Network.com. The chat room is open. We're all over the place. StreamYard, wherever you can listen, we appreciate you checking in. Uh, Want to bring in my guest, of course. Always good to have him on to, to talk some sports with us. Of course, his second appearance already, right? <laughs> He's the sports director of Urban Media Today.com and co-owner and producer uh, for Urban Media Today. He's Trevin A. Jones. And Trevin, uh, what's shaking, man? Man, you're making me feel good. I'm back here twice already, uh, L.A. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, we try to do the we try to do the music like you you guys do it, so uh, do it up the right oh. way. Uh, I, I wanted to touch on the uh, Mid Eastern uh, Conference. Touch, touch on the MIAC and some hoops. Uh, at first, I mean, probably went under the radar because they didn't actually win, but the Eagles of North Carolina Central push nationally ranked. North Carolina to the brink and wind up losing seventy three to seventy three to sixty seven. Um, talk about that. This is not a surprise for this program and this coach because they've actually won these games. But what's been the the, the consistency with him? Is it been his recruiting? Is it sort of like uh, Mike Tomlin says the standard is the standard? I mean, what what's been the secret of success uh, with him and 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 Central? I don't even think it's a secret for Coach Moten. Um, if you're ever around him, ever get to talk to him, which I've been able to talk to him in teleconferences, um, and I've crossed his paths at the tournament, the MEAC tournament, uh, it's just his spirit. Um, it's his personality. Um, he's a mentor. Uh, and he raises – he actually develops men out of that program. I think we had this conversation before. Uh, and is comfortable enough mm-hmm. to have his, his son around. Um, so I think that that just – it transcends the court. Um, because off the court he's developing men. Then when they get on the court, they're a team. I mean, when you look at what they're doing, I mean, they're just doing great things right now. And I think that as he gets new players and brings them in, um, I think that it, I th- everything that he's doing is just infectious, <laughs> if, I, if I can say, uh, make up a new word. Um, but it's a, it's a new <laughs> word in a good way. Um, again, 7367 North Carolina, that's North Carolina. This is, this, you know, the Dean Smith Center. This is supposed to be something that's unreachable reachable or unattainable by HBCUs, which some folks will say you and I totally know different. Um, but I, I just think that his, his strength as a coach and his skill and his mentorship just just um, carries him to newer heights. Are they ever going to get to a point the way he keeps going on? And, of course, they're perennials and the tournament, them and, and your alma mater in there quite a bit. Um, but are are they going to get to a point where these top teams are not going to want to play them anymore? Well, you know what, L.A., quiet is kept. 
I think it's that way already. I think that COVID has just, <laughs> you know, taken the, 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 the cover off of a lot of things, and I think that a lot of things are coming to light. Because um, right now, you know as well as I do, um, these teams are looking for games, and they're reaching out to MEAC teams. They're reaching out to HBCU teams. Let's put it right out there. Um, I think that if they had a choice, um, they just overlook us. I mean, to be totally honest with you. Um, so I don't think it's a point towards where they don't want to play us anymore. I don't think they you know, even thought about playing us before. And if I may, I think if I read somewhere, um, and, and forgive me for bringing this to you secondhand, I think Coach Moulton had a conversation uh, with the head coach at, at North Carolina, and that's what developed this game. Otherwise, it wouldn't have taken place. Wow. So, so you mean in the Roy in the in the um, in the uh, Jones area uh, era? No, I, I mean, in this current. I think they, right. I think they had not in the not so distant past. They may have had a conversation, a phone conversation, and that actually led to you know the possibility of of the Eagles playing the Tar Heels. Wow. Well, they certainly show well, and you know, I, I I've spoken with other coaches in the past about um, these type of games. You take this game, and you might take a hard L, or you just take an L, or you take it for the experience. And you know, the coaches varied in what they they wanted. But what do you think would be the the, the bigger picture, the better bigger picture for these guys? not to take these games or take these games, take this hard L or, or like you said, or, or almost win or even win in some cases and to help to, to build not only their resume, but also help, um, you know, give, give the players some reps, especially in this COVID where they're not getting a lot of practice time anyway. Right. Well, you know what? I, I'll take you back. Um, remember when the Miami Modern, Norfolk state upset Missouri in the second round of the, uh, uh NCAA tournament, uh, and I'm um, the first round of the NCAA tournament. Before that, Hampton pulled off a couple, of, a couple of upsets in the tournament. So I think that, to answer your question directly, they should take these games. It's, this is not like football, okay? In football, it's like the roster is almost half the size of the roster of these, of these schools, and we get beat up on, uh, and it becomes a battle of attrition. Whereas basketball, I always say, L.A., I don't care who you are, what you're doing, once you step on the court, we're even, we're equal, because I can out-jump you, I might be able to out-hustle you, uh, I might be able to get around you from a lack of size, and I think that that's what the um, HBCUs do. They show that they have that talent. They might not have the size sometimes. You know, sometimes our biggest man might be. If you get a seven-footer, that you're doing pretty well. Um, so, you know, and you know that the uh, the other schools, they get seven-footers all the time, 6'10", 6'11", 6'7", guards, 6'9", guards. Uh, HBCUs might not get that in abundance. But the talent is there, so they should take the game. By all means, don't shy away from that. It gets you that exposure, and it, you know, iron sharpens iron. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, it, it, football is is so much different because of the physicality. You got it's a big difference between an eighteen year old and a twenty year old and their bodies and stuff. And then in basketball, it's a little more level in terms of the athleticism and and the the ability to um, be more mature as an older guy, veteran team. And then, you know, you mentioned size. I mean, you, you, you've had a, a Kyle Quinn at your school, you know, who went on to, to, to do big things and, and still playing ball. I think back with, I, I don't, if he's with Milwaukee or not, I can't remember who's playing with now. Uh, he's on, maybe, I think it was Philly. My Sixers, I think, had him the, the last time 
I checked. Um, so uh, Kyle uh, Quinn, I think I, he's in Philly. Yeah, I think he's in Philly now. Yep, I think you're right. He's in Philly. Yeah. Um, I know you have yeah. um, Tennessee State. The center from Tennessee State is at ten. Uh, is at uh, what is it, Covington? Um, right. He's still in the league too. Yeah, and playing at a pretty good level too. So uh, I think that's yeah, important. Uh, you, you just join joining us. We're talking with Trevor A. Jones, sports uh, director at Urban Media today.com and uh, of course urban media uh the co-owner and producer for urban media today uh trevin another game that was really close and this program's kind of they've always kind of been around it right but you know not as consistent lately as central and and norfolk state and a&t i mean it but but a&t uh had a a loss, a narrow one to Western Carolina. And I, I think people have to understand, too, you know, it, it may be one of those things where, you know, there's no fans, but they are playing in a familiar arena for the home team. And I think that makes a difference as opposed to it being outside on, on the football field. But, you know, A&T, don't let their record uh, fool you. I think they, you know, they, they they showed well, and I think they might be a lot better than people would think. Oh, definitely. And, and not only A&T, <coughs> excuse me, L.A., you know as well as I do, the last time I was on here, I was talking about Morgan State, don't sleep on Morgan State, um, <laughs> keep your eye on Norfolk State. Um, you know, and it also, I mean, Prairie View, Alabama A&M, you cannot sleep on these teams um, because the talent is there. I just think that they don't get the exposure that's due. Um, and once they do get the exposure, and maybe COVID will get that for them, um, I think people will come to realize that, wait a minute, there are some other schools out there. It's just not at a – and I don't want to say a bigger school or a higher level at Division One because these HBCUs are Division One, So it's not like, okay, they're right. sub-Division One. They're Division One. You know what? And if I may, and I don't mean to go into a rant, but the thing that bothers me is that we always end up playing in a play-in game when it comes to the tournament. I don't think the SWAC or the You were gone while I was going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the SWAC or the MEAC gets the respect that they deserve <clears throat> because we're always, no matter what the record is, no matter how good they are, you get that play-in game in Dayton, Ohio, before you even get to the big dance. Yeah, and it's almost uh, it's it's really like what they do is okay, let the two uh, black schools beat each other up and knock each other out if they're playing each other, and then mm-hmm. you know then they'll by the time they get to the top seed or the the second seed, you know they already played and they, they got to get ready to play you know soon after, and you know typically they're worn out and getting blown out, um, and 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 that to me. It goes back to Trevor when I had uh, a lot of conversations with coaches, uh, your coach, Dear Jones, just recently and saying, you know, uh, there's no respect. If if the resume is good, uh, they still got to play in a playing game. If they go undefeated in the entire conference uh, regular season and maybe lose in the semifinals, they don't make the tournament. I mean, and and you you could get BYU or some you know Boise State will get in and it might be the third seed in their conference. But let Norfolk State go win out in the conference you know regular season maybe say lose in the the semifinals or whatever and then they want to put them in no disrespect the NIT or something like that. 
or or even the CIT tournament. No disrespect to those tournaments, um, but you're absolutely right. Uh, again, it just comes down to respect, Ellie. Uh, I think at some point in time, it's coming uh, that the respect will be there uh, for the HBCUs, and there'll be big time basketball. And I don't want to say it like it's not big time basketball, because people that follow HBCUs now know that that is already big time basketball. Do you think that the uh, before I move on? Do do you think that uh, our top tens? You know, I know Dr. Cavill has one, T Mac does one, a lot of people do one. Um, that if our top tens or our sort of scoutings of the teams and the players uh, was respected, that the schools get more respect. That's the goal. Um, I know Urban Media today, we've done the top 25 HBCU men and women uh, for the past four years. And I mean, some people know about it. Some people don't. Some people have seen it on Twitter. The schools have followed us and responded to it. Uh, I know the AD Drew and Black College Sports Net- Network, they're doing a regular um, ranking this, this actually now. Um, ours doesn't come out until the first of the year every year, and the reason we do that is because we let the non-conference games get played and out of the way so we can get a better idea of who's doing what and then start to rank the HBCUs during the conference season leading right up to the, right up through, up to and through the tournaments um, at every level. Uh, and I know Dr. Cavill is doing that as well. So I'm hoping that with all of this um, exposure this year around, that after 2020, um, maybe people will pay attention to the rankings for HBCU teams and actually give them the um, the respect that that they're due. They definitely do. You're just joining us. Uh, we're we're talking with Trevin A. Jones, of course, here on the Bachelor News Radio Show on the Bachelor News Radio Network, WCOM, <clears throat> excuse me, in Chapel Hill and Carborough. Um, Trevin, going back to the scoreboard, if you will, and the um, the MEAC, <clears throat> oh, another nice win. This one for Howard on the road. They actually won the game on the road, uh, taking out George Washington. Now, some people say, well, George Washington is not top 25. George Washington is still in a in a power five, right? They're still in a big-time conference. They're still playing against, um, you know, the, the likes of uh, the other big schools in Philly, the Villanovas and all these other schools. So that's a big win for Howard teams. They only played three games, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, thus far this year because cancellations and everything else. But nice win on the road for, for Howard at uh, beating George Washington uh, on the road. Yep, and that's the women. Uh, so it, And the, the women came from behind to pull that one out. So, again, yep, you're absolutely right. Um, I think they're off to their best start of, of in, what, six years, six or seven years. Um, they're, they're coming out 3-0, and um, and they have some um, – all I have to do is tell everybody that um, they have a shooter, Jayla Thornton, who is, I call her JT3. Um, she actually was tops in the country last year in three-point shooting. Um, and the Bison, I mean, Coach Grace, Ty Grace, um, has it going on with her young ladies. Uh, she brought in some, some recruits from Chicago, the Chicago area. And she has some tall, lengthy, um, athletic women playing. And then you have the shooters, and then she has the guards and the point guards that can, can run the show. I know Ayanna Warren, um, who is taking over at the point guard position this year, she's doing a great job as well. And she got some experience in last year as a freshman. So, yeah, I mean, you might say, okay, GW, no big deal. It is a big deal. I mean, anything. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. <laughs> 
and we've had Coach Grace on a couple of times, and uh, she's fun. I know she's got to be fun to play for. She's uh, young. She's no nonsense, but she has fun with her girls. And the the women on that team respect her, and you can tell that they buy into her program. Um, and I know when all of the, the the tragedies, I mean, we live it every day, but the George Floyd tragedy happened, you know, they took it real hard, and they, they, they bonded together, and, and then COVID hit, and it was just a lot of emotions going on, and she kept them together, and I, I think they're going to have a, a, a solid, solid year. Uh, going back to um, the men, you guys, tough loss on the road against UNC Greenbur- uh, Greensboro, Tighten that first half, uh, but, you know, they they came out like a ball of uh, lightning in the second half, and and uh, your Spartans couldn't come back. Well, you know what? I think that everything, if we're talking about Norfolk State uh, and Coach Jones, everything they do is going in the right direction. I believe green and gold, man. I mean, I can't talk bad about Norfolk State. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to, don't want to. When it comes to the Spartans and the Bison, I'm not going to talk bad about them because uh, I see all uh, green pastures uh, <laughs> on the horizon. And then, I don't know, so did no, you, I don't know what happened in the game because I didn't, I didn't catch it, but uh, mm-hmm. from talking to a couple of people and looking at some of the numbers, it, everything was pretty much – even across the board, I mean, they got out rebound uh, by double figures, but the turnovers, mm-hmm. the steals, they both shot the ball under 37% and, you know, didn't mm-hmm. shoot well either team from the three-point line. Uh, and, of course, Norfolk State didn't shoot the ball well from the free throw, uh, but it had to be um, this, this – this, I, I think they went on a uh, – UNCG went on a, a quick spurt uh, in the second half and kind of never looked back. And sometimes it happens, you know, um, teams can get on a roll, um, especially a team that's expected to win. Um, once they get on a roll, they get their confidence back, start to get into the rhythm, um, can knock down some shots and, and just um, steal a game, um, not, not not in negative fashion, uh, but get that win. Um, kind of upset about that because Norfolk State didn't win. But anyway, um, it's okay. <laughs> it, it, it happens. You know, it, it definitely happens. Uh, you know, I was looking at the uh, the the SWAC, and you know, it's they've had a lot a lot more cancellations it seems um, thus far than say the the MEAC has. But you know, when you you look at this 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 conference, I mean, when you look at say players of the year, early, I mean, players of the week early in there. You've already seen guys from Texas Southern, and you mentioned Prairie View. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is there a strong team or strong three teams that you can see that uh, not only vie for the regular season conference um, championship, but, but win and do well in in the um, the big dance? That's easy. Um, Texas Southern's always up there. Um, always going to do well, always done well in the past. And uh, kudos to Texas Southern. Also, um, Alabama A&M, um, looks like they're going to do something this year. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they do. And then Prairie View. Um, so when you ask for three, um, those are the three that I've seen in the past two years as I look at the – as I try to pay close attention to all of ACC hoops. Um, so, yeah, that's the easy answer to that one. 
Yeah, and they they are already playing pretty pretty well. And uh, Pine Bluff uh, had a, a tough loss. Um, I forgot who it was, but they only lost by uh, uh, like ten points uh, as well um, thus far. Oh, Tulane. Uh, uh, I think it was eleven. Tulane. Tulane by eleven points. 67, 56, 56. Yeah, 11 points. And I already see I mean, Texas Southern kind of putting up some points. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. Yeah, well, I mean, Tulane, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, that's not a bad loss, 10 points. Um, again, it's the schools that people are looking at and are familiar with, and they expect them to win. But you cannot count out the HBCUs because the talent is there. We had a conversation about Southern's former head uh, bat baseball coach um, mm-hmm. going to to uh, work for Major League Baseball, and I don't think we got a chance to get into a, a little deeper in terms of what it meant and if it was something. T- Tony and I talked about this uh, after you went off the air the same night, and one of the things we discussed was, you know, you know, and I think you and I talked about is, is this strategic for Major League Baseball? Is this strategic for for Coach? Although he's he's worked for them before, um, but the bigger picture is: are they trying to look at this as sort of a unofficial VCU type of recruiting, a la what the NFL is trying to do uh, with the uh, HBCU combines? I don't know, and I don't want to hurt your feelings um, because I know you're a baseball guy. I don't know what baseball is doing, <laughs> and I think that they totally uh, – again, we were talking about the fact of the interest of the young ones, how some of us now, you know, uh, Latino brothers, you know, brown skin brothers and, and sisters not interested in playing baseball uh, or softball. Well, maybe not so much softball, but definitely I'll keep it baseball. Um, but I don't think there's anything that's attracting us to it, not that it has to be. Uh, I'll show my age and say, well, you know, back in the day, I didn't have to be attracted to it. We all we played every sport in my block, so baseball was one of the sports right. that we played. Right. Uh, we played it on a regular right. basis, but we didn't have the what I had what uh, Nintendo maybe uh, <laughs> back in the day. So I probably didn't sit in right. the house and play video games all day long like you can now. Um, so I think that 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 might be the fact that the young ones now might sit and play video games more so than going out and being more active. That could have something to do with it. But even if that is the case, I don't see Major League Baseball reaching out to attract us in any way um, to the sport. Now, you were talking about maybe a proving ground or a recruiting ground. Um, HBCU baseball should definitely be that. Uh, without question, uh, you you got strong programs. You know, even at Southern, you have strong programs. That you know, Norfolk State. I always throw the Spartans in there. Um, you have strong, strong programs <laughs> down in, in North Carolina. Um, so with that coach moving, I'm hoping, and I think I said this before the last time that we spoke, that he's taking that position and then going to reach back to help maybe form some type of link linkage or even a a recruiting type of pipeline. Um, to get more exposure for the HBCU programs and maybe even get some more HBCU players up on those rosters, whether it be triple-A balls, double-A balls, you know, single-A ball, what have you, uh, just get them up into the major leagues, into the pros. You know, I, 
I, I think that the other difference between that and the book is still out on this quote unquote HBCU uh, NFL combine. Um, we'll see. But the I think the rosters at HBCU baseball is so much different than it is in football because in in baseball uh, at some of these HBCU you know fam you know there's a lot of uh, black and Hispanics and white players so does that make the dynamics a little different even if they were trying to unofficially recruit black players through that that channel the the numbers won't be as high as if the NFL is saying we want to do it this way. No, their numbers aren't going to be as high. Um, I think the jury, like you said, is still out on um, the uh, HBCU combine. Um, I think that was nice. I think it was a nice gesture. But, again, um, I agree with you. The jury's still out on that as to how successful that would be. Remember, it was called off this year because of um, – because of the COVID situation, um, so you really right. get to, you know, have the combine the way you wanted to. Um, and again, it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know. I you know, LA. I have to pass that off to you and Tony. I don't know if baseball could actually do the same thing. Right. Could they? I don't. No, I don't think they can. I don't think they really want to. I think. Um, this is an opportunity they've been getting. I, I, I really think, and I respect coach and, and again, he's worked for them before. Um, but I will say that the opportunity presented themselves. They know they're getting a lot of negative kickback and feedback and deservedly so because, you know, African-American n- numbers in baseball have gone down our, our lifetime. Right. So mm-hmm. it, the opportunity presented itself to bring this brother in and I think it's 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 they he may have the credentials in a resume, but it also it's like oh man, but this he's black too, so this is going to help our PR campaign. I don't really think they really want to uh, push forward. Uh, I I really believe that baseball um, wants to be where the mentality of most black people, I won't say all, because I grew up in Connecticut, so I knew hockey too, but most blacks and other uh, other non-whites will probably think of in hockey. Like, that's not for us. So we're not going to even pay attention to it. And that's unfortunate, because like you said, we play ball. And, and Trevin, I told you, when I used to coach, Tony and I, he, he was one of my um, uh, coaches. We coached Little League, and we had all, we had blacks and Hispanics and poor whites and and you know, the leagues were flourishing and everybody was playing. And, and now I go home and, you know, the leagues are shut down. Like the fields are, you know, grass, just big field grass. And it's so that's another part of it. Like the inner city, they just kind of, it seems like they just kind of gave up on it. Yeah. And again, I don't think there's anything that's attracting us um, to it um, from the inner city level. Um, I know back in the day, um, maybe not so far back in the day, where Major League Baseball was invested in some of the parks and developing. Um, diamonds, supposedly, in um, inner city areas. Uh, and then, I, again, I don't know how long ago that may have been. It may have been over five years ago. Uh, but you haven't really heard anything about that recently. Right, right. Well, the struggle continues, definitely. But uh, we shall see how that goes. Uh, let's talk next week, Trevin. I'll, of course, I'll talk to you uh, sooner than later. 
Um, but uh, uh, we'll definitely have you on again next week if, if you're available. And I appreciate your time, Always. my brother. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for having an excellent show. I appreciate that as well. Always enjoy it. Thank, thank you, sir. Take care. All right. Always good to have him on with his insight on HBCUs and beyond. Uh, Trevin A. Jones, sports director of UrbanMediaToday.com and co-owner and producer for Urban Media uh, Today Radio. And uh, we appreciate him uh, coming on this evening. 646-929-0130, the number to get in touch with us. It is the Bachelor News Radio Network on the Bachelor News Radio uh, and WCOM and Chapel Hill.
segue taking you back to some Christmas, uh, this Christmas, uh, a very, as he said, very, very special Christmas. Very, very special Christmas indeed. Um, one Christmas in a year that COVID, I do apologize for that, with this COVID-19, it certainly has been one kind of year. I want to bring in my guest, of course, always good to have him on. Uh, this young brother, very talented, from the Nashville Voice, three-point conversion, sportswiggling.com, and a partridge in a pear tree. He is Mike Patton. I'm, hey, the, your segment's going to be mic'd up now. It's all mic'd up. Monday mics, mic'd <laughs> up. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> I could have said well, that something works. else. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I'm about. <laughs> So anyway, uh, mic'd up with Mike Patton. Mike, I appreciate you. So, Philly wins. Controversy. Should the controversy start now? Uh, I don't. I haven't even seen if uh, uh, if uh, coaches uh, named Peterson's name Jalen Hurts as a starter for next year. I mean, next week. But they're down, and he comes back. Say what you want about whatever numbers. They finally got a win, and they finally looked excited and had some energy. They had it when he came in the last game. So is there a controversy, or, or what do you think? Uh, I don't think it's necessarily time for controversy just yet, but it is very encouraging the way he played and the way he led that team uh, yesterday. I mean, 100 and, what, 105, 107 yards rushing. Uh, let's see, he also had uh, you know some good yards passing as well. And he just looked like a playmaker out there to kind of bring some juice to that offense. It's going to be very telling, though, to see how team how things go when teams make adjustments to him and start trying to figure out start figuring out a little bit more uh, what he does. There wasn't a lot of tape on him, so of course he's going to be successful in that aspect. That's that's the biggest thing in seeing when you know people teams have tape on him if he's still having that same level of success. You know, it it may be a little tougher if b- because of his style. Like with Tua, his his issue has always been: can he stay healthy? Could he be on the field? But you know, he's he's pretty accurate and he can scramble. He can move outside the pocket. He can make throws. And that, I think you. Well, I would ask you: is that tougher to prepare for with a, a guy you don't have a lot of film on, as opposed to you know uh, uh, Jared Goff, who's uh, you know standing in the pocket. And, uh, you know, you could see you don't have to really scheme outside and, and, and spy on them as much. Definitely tougher to prepare for a guy you don't have tape on because you just don't necessarily know what all he's been working on that year, this year, that, that year in practice. It's obvious that uh, the Saints didn't necessarily know what all Jalen Hurts was capable of besides the college tape and a couple series in the NFL. So, uh, that is the thing that uh, you know it's hard to prepare for as prepare for as opposed to a guy that you have a bunch of tape on and you know how to attack his pressure points. Yeah, that I would think that's definitely much more difficult. Um, so what what happens? Just hypothetically, the final thought on Eagles who lost another guy with torn ACL. Uh, what happens with this team? I know what most people are saying that's dead money if they if he's not the starter next year. Is is it in the better better position for them as a franchise to say, okay, we just gonna ride Jalen to where we got win, lose, or draw, and they already got one of those, um, and just sit 
Carson for this year and the next year, all right, is his to win or lose. You know, they'll have a quarterback battle in camp. Or, you know, start looking at Carson's like, wow, you know, if Jalen can be the, the guy, especially if he puts up some good numbers in the air, that you decide that you want to start looking to move on from uh, Carson. Well, there's already talk uh, about him being moved on already. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers have been mentioned, as well as a couple other teams in, in regards to him being a uh, starting quarterback for them. Uh, so, you know, I would not be surprised if he they, they do entertain moving him this summer. It all depends on if uh, Doug Peterson is back as a coach. If he's back as a coach, I don't think he moves. But if he does uh, indeed get fired, then there's a distinct possibility that Carson Wentz could be moved. It'd be difficult to move him, of course, with that big contract. However, right. you know, in today's NFL, they can restructure deals and all those type of things too, as opposed to what they can do in the NBA. So you never know. Yeah, because it's not all real money too. So <clears throat> you're right. They could put, you know, they can say, okay, well, we'll give you all this up front, and then you know that it'll be toilet tissue on the back end. Uh, and so guys will take take advantage of it. Um, talking with Mike Patton here on the Bachelor News radio show, um, at the time of this broadcast, Baltimore and Cleveland will be playing on Monday Night Football. And in Baltimore, okay, they got the, the back-to-back wins. Um, certainly the, it was against Dallas. That wasn't a, a big deal, although they did a lot better than the Steelers did against Dallas. Uh, but Cleveland, you can say the same thing about as well. I mean, outside of Tennessee, who you have already chronicled on this show, that, you know, they, they're they going to struggle. They, they are who they are. Defensively, they're going to struggle. Um, but both teams are one and two against, you know, and, and running the football. So who who are you more impressed with right now? Who would you say would be a more dangerous team in the playoffs? Uh, assuming even if Baltimore beats um who do you think is going to be the more the tougher out in the playoffs at this point? Between Baltimore and Cleveland, or Baltimore and Tennessee, or, or is Cleveland and Tennessee? Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore and Cleveland. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I heard you throw in Tennessee, and I was like, oh, okay, hold on. But uh, yeah, as far as uh, that matchup, uh, as far as that those two teams, I think the tougher matchup is going to be the Cleveland Browns. Reason why I say that is because they have an identity offensively. They have weapons offensively in their tight ends, Juku, and then they brought uh, Austin Hooper over from Atlanta. And they do have some wide receivers, Hollywood Higgins, Landry, and they have a two-headed monster in the backfield who are both on track to run for 1,000 yards this season apiece. So they have the more diverse offense. Uh, As far as Baltimore, I don't trust Greg Roman and – it's already proven that after his first year of springing a surprise on you offensively, the second year teams catch up if he doesn't adjust. So that's why I would say yeah, he, Baltimore he did that. is he not did that with your, yeah. yeah, he did that with your 49ers too. Like it wasn't a surprise after right. after a while people started to pick up on it. The only thing though, A, two things. Baltimore's defense is, is still pretty good. They mix it up really good. They 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 bring pressure. You don't know what's coming. They they do a really good job there. Their special teams is outstanding. Um, and Baker scares me in the spot. He scares he scares me. In the, right now he's smart enough. He's sober enough. And I'm just 
kidding. He's sober enough to know, look, I got two stud running backs, a great offensive line. I got great, like you said, weapons on the outside and all of that. And the defense playing well. You got a premier defensive a pass rusher. You need to not mess up. But if the chips are down, when controversy and adversity hits this team offensively, especially, or the defense is not, they're struggling or whatever the case may be, and they like Baker, go win it. I, I'm not feeling that right now. I just don't know I, I, if he can get that done. I would say this in terms of uh, if you imagine uh, both quarterbacks in terms of if they had to go get win a game. Uh, with Baker Mayfield, I would say you could see he he could he I, I could see him more coming back in the game, and I could see uh, then I could see uh, Jackson coming back in the game. I can't I can't I can't see him coming back in the game because I haven't seen it physically with my eyes yet in terms of him coming back right. to win the game. So that's where I would say that's kind of a push right there. And then also I would say um, I, I would bank more on the Cleveland defense because the Cleveland defense actually stopped Derrick Henry. Baltimore, they got ran all over by Derrick Henry. Now, see, I didn't get to see that game. So was it that they stopped him or they jumped on Tennessee so early he got taken out of the game? Mm-mm. Oh, no, he couldn't get going. Okay. And Sheldon Richardson okay. was huge. Huge that game. He jumped in. He he literally, yeah. him and uh, their their defensive tackles. And but the crazy thing was Miles Garrett did not even have a big impact on that game. It was more Sheldon right. Richardson and the guys up front penetrating and getting to Derrick Henry before he really got a chance to go. Before we switch uh, uh, gears to a couple other teams um, around the, the league, I want to stay in the north with the Steelers. Look. Um, People, you know, when you're a Steelers fan and and you or you know you're a big fan of your team, people know it. They want to take their shots. And I I haven't said it, much of anything big time or bragging or anything about this team because they haven't shown me that they can put they they neck on somebody's throat like the Ravens last year, like you know Saints up until yesterday and 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 teams of that nature. The Chiefs they the Chiefs haven't looked to me great all year but they win and they don't look sloppy with it they they the teams are playing they they you know they're, they're coming out with good game plans against them but Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes at the end of the day they win the game they know how to win and they close the deal this team doesn't play in as a team they play good in in certain spots and they, and they don't play good situational and what's scary right now what's scary right now and I think you might have mentioned something this Early in the year, I'm, I'm not sure that Roethlisberger looks like he's declining. The offense is declining because he's not – he wasn't really that accurate all year in the deep ball anyway. He's been dinking and dunking. They're making plays. Now, Ebron dropping them and, and all the other wide receivers dropping balls. He's throwing bad picks. Pick six in that game. The pick late in the game. You know, easy routes where the guy's jumping around, reading his eyes. Stuff that – it seems like he's he, the rust that he should have had early in the year is sort of coming out now. So add on, add on a, a offensive line who who protects pretty good, but that's more Ben getting rid of the ball, but can't run block, and they have no running game. I mean, they they're lucky to they lucky they're in the playoffs, but they, I can realistically see them losing to the Colts and Cleveland beating them, and Cleveland winning that division. At this point, I'll say this in regards to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and somebody had a great point last night uh, on the 
somebody had a great point uh, on on uh, television. They were talking about the Steelers, and the Steelers were running the football great when they first started the season. They were doing right. what they needed to get done and everything. And then once they figured out, hey, Ben looks all right, let's go ahead and start going back to the passing game. Then now it's almost like they went back to powder puff football and they can't block anybody. They can't get any seams. And I'm like, and I'm like, how do you change that quick? And then plus you've got Deontay Johnson, who's a dynamic player, but he can't catch pass. Uh, pass. He can't consistently catch passes. And it's just, it, 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 you know, that's where the unraveling has come. And Quietus has kept defensively Bud Dupree's going. So there's really nobody opposite of uh, T.J. Watts. You can focus your attention more on him. So those two things, right. and, but they were, uh, along with the drops, they were doing, huge. Yeah, but they were doing well defensively last night. Buffalo made adjustments. And Keith Butler, who has been good the last few years, but I, I, I didn't want him in the beginning, but I've given credit. He's been good the last few years. He didn't make an adjustment. That I mean, TJ was still coming off the edge. That left side was still good. They just didn't make any adjustments on the other side. And you know the secondary is not that good. You know, it's average at best, you know. Hilton played I'll, good I'll and, say, and Spurs, the guys like that play in, in Spurs, but they're not great, you know. I'll say this. I'll say this. One guy that you got to get more playing time for, I don't care if he starts, doesn't start, whatever. He needs to be on the field more because he makes plays. He did it in college, and every time he gets ch- – no, no. I'm talking about uh, Sutton. Sutton always oh, yeah. makes Cameron plays. He's always around the ball, yeah, you, and he's always makes plays. Right. And he did that when he was in college, and I'm just trying to figure out for the life of me why he's not on the field more. I don't understand it. He don't makes know. plays. They, you need a guy that makes I never, plays. And Steven Nelson is average at best, probably below. Uh, Hilton, like I said, I'm not a big fan of. And on the on the wide receiver side, I don't know why they don't get Washington in the game. He catches the ball. He makes big plays. He made a big catch. We should have lost the game before, you know, before Washington. That that game, he made a big catch against. It was, I think, it was the Ravens. Uh, I mean, he makes Quite, catches. Yeah. I, I don't and, understand and I was it either. Say that, I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say I don't understand it. I I, I don't. Uh, you know, I like Claypool, and, you know, he was in the rookie of the year voting for me uh, early, but uh, he's kind of – he's tailed off as well, and he's dropping passes too. I mean, I don't know what is going yep. on. Then they're not using – their most dynamic tight end. He doesn't even see a pass. Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald. He's your, he's your most yeah. dynamic tight end, and you don't throw it to him. I think – like he's – did they forget that play in Tampa Bay? <laughs> Yeah, they play. They 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 bring in uh, Ebron, and you know, it, and Ebron he he had drop he had the drops season in Indianapolis from time to time. Right. So he's had drops season since he's been in Detroit. He's been in the league. Yeah, yeah, even in Detroit, right? So uh, I'm thinking too with with them to your point about Ben. Ben runs this offense, and if it's not him running it. We have a Bruce Arians-type mentality all over again. We want to do the trick, quick slants and, the, you know, all these different pass plays and not run the ball. And that's not what we're built on. When we, when, even when the Steelers won the Super Bowls, the two Super Bowls with Ben, they always had a power game with his play action, get the ball down the field. He might scramble a little bit, make a play down there. He's got the, the you know, the blocking tight ends and, and, and wide receivers. And it was that style. Now they wanted to have him throwing 50 times a game. 
you can't do that. That's like the NBA playing no defense. It, it's just not going to work. And so they're definitely in, in trouble. Um, are, are the Patriots done? The loss they had, and it was a – I mean, they, they lost to a Rams team who I, I'm still not sold on, but are they officially done now in the um, in the playoff run? Yeah, they're done. They're done. I, 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 they're done. Uh, they're definitely done. Uh, I would say that the uh, it looks nice to start the season, but I, I just can't, uh, in good conscience, say that they're going to make any type of run. Uh, when you can't name the top three wide, when you can't name even the top two wide receivers, and your number and Julian Edelman is gone, then you got an issue. I don't know who their tight end is anymore. I thought. The Izzo kid was going to step up and do that. However, he disappeared and went on the witness protection list for most of the season now. So it just yeah. – a lot of that – the one good thing, Damian Williams has become the running back for them. I think he needs to continue to get the football more. However, I think they need to build that offense up more. And I know they're missing pieces defensively, but offensively you can't come in there with Julian Edelman as your top wide receiver and then think it's going to be okay. Right. It's just like Rob Reynolds being your 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 offensive threat <laughs> at some point, you know, when he was kicking kicking for the Titans. A couple of uh, we'll talk about Mike Patton here on the Bass News Radio Show. Uh, a couple other teams, uh, real quick, uh, Mike, to get your thoughts on uh, Buffalo. How real they are? Because I thought Pittsburgh, with the dropsies and the, the play calling, let them off their defense off the hook a couple of times, and they put pressure on this kid. How serious do you think they are in terms of making a Super Bowl run? And I I never believed in the Raiders. First of all, I don't like their coach anyway. He's full of whatever. And I never believed in the Raiders. And not to say they're, they're out of the playoffs, but what do you think with, with Las Vegas? Uh, as far as the Raiders, I definitely don't think the Raiders are ready for prime time yet. Uh, when they lost in uh, Atlanta that weekend, that just showed us all that they weren't ready. Uh, that that shouldn't happen to a team that's getting ready to go to the forty nine to completely not show up for the entire game. Then you also had uh, the you know you have the um, but the other team you mentioned. Uh, my apologies, man. The Bills. I'm sorry. The, as far as the Bills, Bills. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're for real. I think their defense is getting back together. Milano being added back to the to the mix is is definitely made them better because they're I think believe they're undefeated with Milano in the lineup. And he had been out for a while with an injury, uh, so their defense is picking it up. Josh Norman actually just came back, so that's help. That helps them as well. And their offense. The only thing I worry about them offensively is running the football. Not so sold on their running game. Other than that, they have the weapons, and Stephon Diggs has proven that he can go anywhere and catch passes because he's having a career year. He's on pace for 100. Uh, oh catches my God! This year. I mean, just 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 absolutely shredded that secondary. Uh, last night just killed them Seattle up and down your thoughts are the Packers for real I say no can't can't uh, stop anybody when they need to and are the Saints going to go ahead and go back to Drew Brees are they a little scared now that they lost um, the the game at Philly Uh, they'll go to Drew Brees when they're ready but uh, you know I think they're still going to keep trying with Taysom Hill and trying to make people believe he's a full-time quarterback which I don't believe he is uh, currently, when they when they try to throw the football more than do what he actually does, 
A friend of mine actually said the, that the Eagles game plan should have been what the Saints game plan should have been because they actually ran the ball with Jalen Hurts and threw the ball, which is what they should be doing with Taysom Hill. But I digress. I think they'll go back, to, of course, to uh, Drew Brees and, you know, eventually kind of go on their merry way because if they're going to go with Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill to win games, no, they're not going to win any Super Bowl nor a playoff game. As far as uh, Seattle, uh, they're up and down like the Dow Jones defensively. I just don't I, – I, I can't trust them. <laughs> I'm trying to trust them defensively, but I cannot trust them defensively. Just for the life of me, I try, but I cannot trust them defensively. I've tried, but it just I, – I, I don't – no. When it comes to playoff time, can they get stops? And my answer is no at this point. And then plus you're putting too much pressure on Russell Wilson to carry your offense when they have zero running game. With guys like Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson that run the ball hard and, and are big running backs, and you can't run the football, something's wrong with that. And I think it's that Seattle has converted too many defensive ends and basketball players to offensive linemen instead of actually going to get for real offensive linemen and putting them in there. Great point. Um, final, absolute final question. Tony T. Max on, on, on the line. Good evening. I know he had a question or comment for you, uh, Mike. That's cool. Uh, oh, I, 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 I actually didn't. I was just coming on. But, um, yeah, um, I, I have a little bit more faith in Seattle. I don't know why. I just, I, I think, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I, I still think uh, when push comes to shove, they have the best quarterback in, in the NFC as far as I'm concerned. I'll give you this. I definitely think they have uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC. I can't say the best because the last few weeks, but minus the Jets game, which is pretty much a scrimmage, uh, Russell Wilson has uh, not necessarily been uh, dangerous. He's been kind of uh, iffy, <laughs> if you must say. So I, yeah, that's what I, I would say. That's, I, what, that's what kind of no, throws me off. I, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, but still, to me, he's still the best quarterback in the NFC, and 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 that's good enough for me. I know, I know that defense. I know that defense. Wait, you know, you you gotta, got great it, weapons. It makes cringe. It, it makes it makes you cringe. Let's put, let's, let's, let's put it this way: well, if you can run the ball and can make a couple of stops, then you mm-hmm. got then, then then to me they got a shot. I, I'm I'm not buying Green Bay. Uh, I'll even say, if, I'll even, give you this one, Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee yeah. may show Green Bay's weakness. You know what that weakness is? Oh, they can't. They, they can't, can't stop the they, run. Exactly. They never were able to stop the run last year. Yeah, they let yeah, Blake yeah. Martinez, right. who was their best linebacker in terms of stopping the run, go to the Giants this off season. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, and it's yeah. Paying so so that made them too. even worse. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is. So see, the thing I, is, the thing I'll, is, the thing, the thing is. Probably the mm-hmm. best defense in the NFC probably doesn't make the playoffs. So then, to me, it almost comes down to okay, who's got the better, who has the best quarterback? And yes, I know. Look, uh, Russell's Russell's got a Super Bowl ring, and Rodgers has a Super Bowl ring. Uh, uh, yes, and, and yes, I know uh, Brady's got a ring, but. He he doesn't have a full, you know he doesn't have the offense plus the fact plus the fact if he has to throw the ball more than fifteen yards he's screwed. So I'll, I'll say I'll, I can't yeah. actually say that this week because he threw he threw a couple on the money this week 
He didn't have pressure uh, on him either. So, uh, yeah, so I, I'll, I'll yeah. give him. I'll give, him, I'll give him that one for this week because he threw a couple say. of them that were all the money. He didn't have pressure say. either. A broken, so. a broken, a broken clock has the right time twice a day too. So you know. Yeah. Well, and, and just, I'll, just to, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, as far as picking a winner, the NFC, we've probably got a better chance of finding a white marble in snow right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's <laughs> funny though. I, you know, my. Um, my son's two favorite teams are the Saints and the, and the Warriors, and you know he was wondering if they're gonna stay with uh, this kid and and bring in Drew Brees. I I would think if they want to win the have the top seed, although everybody's playing in empty stadiums, if you still want to have that home only home field, you want to put Brees back in there. He's gonna give you the best chance to to, to seal the deal. But the 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 question for you, uh, um, he wanted to know with Clay out, how how do you think Golden State's going to do? How how high can they go in terms of the rankings and when the playoffs starts? Well, it all depends on it all depends on the number two. Reason why it depends on number two, who's going to be their second scorer? You got Andrew Wiggins, you've got uh, Kelly Oubre, you got James Wiseman, three good candidates. Wiseman, you don't know much about, but the Wiseman has can able can handle the basketball, can shoot the basketball, and he can also run a court as a big man. So he can do a lot more things than what people know. He can do. People just see him as a seven footer that can run the court, but he's a lot more skilled offensively than what you would think. And he's also a natural product, by the way. So I'm just gonna throw that out there. But uh, also, <laughs> you've got a. Uh, You've got um, Kelly Oubre. He played really well in Phoenix last year. Of course, we thought he was going to be in Oklahoma City. Then he gets traded to Golden State. So, you know, he's going to have a chance to actually show himself offensively, although I think he's better in terms of a lockdown defender than he is offensively. Uh, his, his game has grown some offensively, so it'll be interesting to see how that happens. And Andrew Wiggins, he's uh, Mr. Inconsistent. That's what I like to call him. He come out one game and give you twenty points. He might come up the next game and give you two. So that's the three candidates they have. And one of those candidates shows up and is the number two scorer for that team. They have a great chance to make the playoffs in the West. If they don't show up and Steph Curry is the only one out there shooting threes and shimmying down the court, they're not making the playoffs. No, I'm not counting. And, and, and no, I'm not. And no, I'm not counting. And no, I'm not counting Draymond Green as a scorer, because when he had his chance, he averaged a, uh, a with a triple single. He gave us a triple single out there when that happened. Wow, Bill Walton style, uh, triple singles, Mr. Triple Singles. Oh man, he gets triple Ain't singles in his sleep. Well, least is least is scoring rebounds and assists. Bill Walton's would be. Uh, score fouls and turnovers or something like that. Oh, I'm sorry. My, I'm, I'm sorry. I actually, I actually, I actually messed it up. I actually messed it up. It actually, he, I give him a quadruple single because you have to throw in he's going to get a technical every game. So, yeah, quadruple oh, single. Yeah. You, you quadruple <laughs> single in the sleep. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's, he's definitely good for one of those every game or two if he gets kicked out. Mike, my friend, I appreciate you, man. Be well this evening. I'll talk with you next week. All righty. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Mike. Mike Patton, of course, here on the Bastion News Radio uh, show on the Bastion News Radio Network and WCOM in Chapel Hill. Hello? I would like to speak to Bonquisha. Yes, this is Otis. 
Well, tell her she is going to hear me one way or the other. Either she steps outside or either she's going to hear me through the door. You know, Bone Creature, ever since you and I stopped seeing each other, I ain't been doing nothing but thinking, thinking, thinking. I ain't been able to sleep. I ain't been able to do nothing that required you being in it. Baby, I know that we've had rough times before, but we got through it. Like the time all the power went off in the house, and we had to finish cooking the collard greens on the half heater, but we did it together. All the time that the froster didn't work on the microwave, and the turkey was still frozen, remember, we had to get chicken down from Larry's Long Neck Ledwater Late Night Chicken House. Remember? But now I don't have you, and that's why I'm having these Christmas blues. Yes, Christmas blues. Sometimes I wonder, was it worth it? Waking up early in the morning to go to the little champ to get you three pickle eggs, some Lay's plain potato chips, and a Coca-Cola. I said, self, was it worth it? And myself answered back, yes, it was real worth it. I miss you, and I love you so much. I'll do anything to make you mine again. I'm also lonely, so, so sad and blue. I'm spending Christmas Day without you. I'm very, very sad and lonely. But anyway, let me tell you something. I do have you and the kids a present this year. I had y'all a present last year, but, you know, my alternator broke in my truck. And, you know, I need my truck for the, um, for the go to work. And so I had to take the receipt. Take all the presents back and fix my alternator. But I do got you a present this year. I didn't have time to wrap it up. I got in some brown pick and save bags. Also, I got some wine. I got some cold duck, baby. You need to open the door. He quacking. I remember one Christmas, maybe three Christmases ago, we ran out of ham, and you said you wanted another ham. But you really didn't say you wanted another ham. I just figured that's what you wanted. So they had a a 12 dozen crab special, so I got you a dozen of big blue crabs. I mean, I'm just saying, I just hope this Christmas is a little different. You know, I just want a little turkey, a little that sweet, sweet plum dressing. Um, you know, I just want the kids to be happy. And, you know, Bonquisa, I know when we got married, I vowed to give you diamonds and pearls. But when I hurt my back at work, my workman's comp could only get zirconia and gannon necklaces. I also said that when we moved out of your mama's house, we were going to move into a place double her size. That's why I got two trailers and put them together. Yes, baby, double wide. All those things I done for you and the kids, but I still have these Christmas blues because I'm spending Christmas out the kids and you. I love you, Bonquisha, I love you. But you know what? One thing I want to tell you this year about Christmas last year when you served up all the turkey and, every, and you know, all the, all of the trimmings and everything, when the cranberry dressing got round to me, there was none left. So please... Could you, I, well, I hope you have two cans of cranberry dressing in there because I love that cranberry sauce. Please, thank you, and please open the door, baby. It's cold. <laughs> Welcome back to the show uh, as we continue uh, playing some some traditional and some funny uh, holiday, or I would say Christmas um, sounds here on the Bassett News Radio Show on the Bassett News Radio Network, L.A. Bachelor. Thank you. If you missed any part of the broadcast, you can go right to our website and catch this uh, broadcast on our, our, our page, our Bachelor News Radio Show page at thebachelornewsradionetwork.com, thebachelornewsradionetwork.com. And you can follow us on Facebook at Pat Nation and uh, of Pat Nation 2 at Twitter and email us with your questions and comments there at the website. Send us a comment. 
suggestions or whatever there at the Bachelor News Radio Network dot com. Go back to the phones, bringing Tony T. Mac McLean, of course, the editor in chief of Black Athlete uh, Sports Newsroom, VAS and Newsroom. And Tony, I I want to of course um, defer to you, our, our our baseball expert as you are, um, with the Red Sox adding some some thump, if you will, in the lineup and certainly uh, in the outfield signing uh, Hunter Renfro for one year, one year deal. I think it was about um, 3.1 or something along those lines. Had a lot of home runs. Obviously he's, he's, he's been a power guy all his life, even in college, those great Mississippi uh, state teams. Um, but, you know, 33 with the Padres last year, they, they bring him in for a year. Um, I mean, they already uh, still have some, some, some pop, in, in, in vertigo and 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 I think they bring in Jackie Bradley Jr. back, so it's shaping up to be a pretty decent outfield at least. But what what's what's this do for them at least for that year bringing in uh, Winfro? Uh, you know, just gives them another power guy. They their 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 thing is going to be pitching. They're going to go as far as their pitching. Uh, I think uh, getting uh, Eduardo Rod, uh, Rodriguez back, uh, seeing if they can get. You know more. You know, seeing if they can get even a decent season from Sale. Um, you know, they'll they're better, but I, I really don't look at them being that that much better. They're gonna. I can see them in a lot of you know ten eight nine seven games uh, this year, unless their pitching staff can come through. Still hearing, and I one of the things I think we talked about this on the air and off the air and texts and stuff like that. The Yankees don't get DJ Lemayo back in that lineup and sign him. It's going to have some some rippling effect for a while. I mean, you know, with his OPS, he's not a power guy. He's going to hit. He's going to play good defense, and apparently, T. Um, Again, and this is Daddy's been gone for a while, but this to kind of reinforces this new Yankee mm-hmm. uh, style with the, the kid, the sons, because they're they're just not quick right to say, just throw just that right money at it. people. You know what I mean? Just come right out, just come right out. You know, say it. They're, they're cheap, but again, <laughs> I mean, cheap oh, for Yankee standards. Yeah, they're definitely yeah, yeah, cheap. Yeah, but 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 the also and and again, I go back to you know what we were talking about earlier. Everybody's not going, you know. Everybody's not going to throw out a whole rack of ribs for everybody today, for for, for lack of a better word. You know, even even you know with the um, even with the Mets signing or with McCann, you know, decent contract. Yeah, I was they, get didn't, to that you know, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. You know, they weren't going to break. They weren't going to break the bank. And see, the the thing is, but with DJ, is, maybe, is it does it well, age? I mean, he's not forty, but he's thirty-two. He's not like twenty-five. He's thirty-two. So does that plus, play into and, what they're thinking? Maybe. Yeah. He's been their best player the last two years. At the very least, they should meet somewhere in the middle. I don't it's right. not now. Uh, it's not a thing of years; it's a thing of money. And my 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 thinking is, I get it that you want to be quote unquote fiscally responsible after uh, a billion years, but um, you you're gonna have held a this this way. If he signs with. If if he if he doesn't sign with them, and God forbid he signs with like a, 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 a another team in the East, say he signs with like say, just for you know for whatever. Houston. Say he signs with, no 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 no. I'll, I'll go 
go no. Say he signs with Toronto. He's gonna haunt them for a long time. That, oh, 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 it's, it'll be a game changer. Cause see, that's the see that's the risk that they're taking right now. Cause see, right now, at least if you believe the reports, they're only in competition with themselves. So I get I get that fact that they're trying not to whatever. But the longer he's out there, the longer somebody else tries to whatever. And and I know that they're also they 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 see themselves trying to get uh, Lindor as well. But um, see, to me, that's a that's a that's a Red Sox movie situation. Why would you why would you give the new guy uh, card blanche? And not the guy that's basically carried you the last two years, because this was this was this is what's setting up here with the Yankees of a thing of what happened with the Red Sox with um with uh, Mookie Betts instead of going well, now, now granted LeMahieu was not you know LeMahieu did not begin his career with the Yankees but let's face it he's he's established himself as a Yankee the last two years he's like I said he's been their last he's been their best player he's they the Yankees would not have made the playoffs the last two years without DJ LeMahieu. That being said, right. you need to. You, I, I think he should be. You know, and again, it's easy for me to say because it ain't my money. But it's he should be rewarded. And I get it that you know that it, that it's a, that that you know they're trying to, you know, be quote unquote fiscally responsible. But they're you know, it's it's you know, the, the, put it this way, the longer he stays out there, the longer somebody else. Can come up with the with 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 uh you know with the, with the well you're right too because a lot of reports are at different places even up in Toronto that the Blue Jays are the strongest they're they're the most aggressive and they even said the Dodgers which would be the rich getting richer um if the Dodgers get them uh, coming off a win but here's a, a, a it's another one a scenario and a speculation that, that I think they threw at Yankee Brass. Was that they uh, would re-sign him, trade Boyd so he could play verse, uh, first place, move Torres back to second, um, and then you know get a defensive upgrade at shortstop. Uh, mm-hmm. wh- what do you think about that? I mean, Boyd Boyd's a decent player, but you know he's he's sort of a he's sort of a younger's power Jason Giambi type of guy. I mean, it might be a bad example, but he's you know. I, I he's, just, I could see he's, a scenario like he's a little bit he's he's a little bit better with the glove, uh, which actually he's better gloves than people give him credit for. I think I think because he's you know big old power hitter in Yankee Stadium, he sort of you know his reputation sort of precedes him. But that being said, right. um. My thinking is you only give up him if you're going to be able to get yourself another arm. Because if you're going to bring him in and just bring in just another another, they, their their need right now is to get another. Uh, they need they need another starter. They need another starter. Yes, now, sir. I think he personally, I think they can get another quality starter and sign Lemayhew. Personally, I mean, um, I'm not sure why they haven't been mentioned in the Trevor Bauer thing. And I know there are some folks that think he might be too quirky for the Yankees, but 
quirkiness aside, the guy can, you know, everywhere he's, you know, he, he, he can pitch. He can pitch. And, and, you know, he's coming off of a tie young and what have you. And it's, it's, let's put it this way. So far, none of the big names have been taken off the table yet. I think once the right. first big name comes off the table, then you'll see, um, then then you'll see sort of a, a, a domino effect. Um, now, again, McCann to me, it wasn't a huge signing. I mean, it was you know, is he an upgrade? Absolutely. Uh, I I kind of agree with them in the sense where I like Real, Real Muto a lot, but I think he might be sort of uh, overpricing himself uh, to to a certain extent. I don't think he's going back to Philly. I think I think the fact that Philly hasn't even tried to even um, negotiate speaks volumes. But um, once a Bauer or a Springer or uh, once one of the big names get um, come off the market, then I think you'll see. And and, and, I, and I put Lemayhew in there as a as as a big name too because they're game changers. You know, Bauer is going to be a game changer wherever he goes. If he were to go to say he goes to like say the Dodgers, or if he does, if if, if um, Cohen scrapes up enough money to uh, bring him uh, to Flushing. He's a game. He's a game changer wherever he goes because he's going to even at the very least he's going to be a number two starter, if not an ace coming in. Depending on again, and, depending. you know, with, with with Bauer, I mean, you get this guy. You get this guy now. He's thirty, so he's still relatively in his prime as a, as a pitcher. And they're talking about maybe the Gi- Giants certainly could use him. They, I think Johnny Cueto is the only guy they really could say is a bona fide guy. But then they're talking Mets and, and Angels as well. And, yeah. and I would think he might fit better. Like, he's kind of quirky. He's one of those analytical guys. So he might fit a little better on the West Coast in terms of personality. But, shoot, he's personality aside, he's a UCLA guy. So that would be, you know, that could be um, the hook. But, um, but, yeah, you know, as I said, it's not, you know, it's going to be starts and stops because folks are not, you know, folks are not going to go crazy for not the big money. Now, a lot of delusional Met fans are thinking that Cohen's just going to going to just buy everybody and, and and the McCann thing which I thought was good was that no, no, you're not just going to come in here and demand, you know, a high price just because we got a new just because they got a new owner. They're gonna, you know, they're they're trying to be, you know, they're trying to be responsible. They finally got their GM thing uh, uh, squared away. I was gonna say, what do you think of, uh, what do you think of this guy? I don't know Jared Porter. I don't know much about him. He was, he was, Um, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a Theo Epstein offspring. That's all I needed to hear. Oh, okay. Okay. Because they couldn't get, because they couldn't get, they're not gonna get Theo because he's gonna be on ice. You know, he has to be on ice for a year and they would have to give up compensation to uh the Cubs and all that other stuff. But no, he's he was there with the, he was there with them with the Red Sox, he was there with him with the Cubs. So and and what and, and what also helps is that and I never thought I would say this, the fact that, you know, it's going to be him and I guess Alderson together 
that might you know that definitely that 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 definitely helps. But um, and I have to say this about the Mets. We're talking some some baseball. Tony T. Mike McLean here on the, on the Bachelor News Radio Show. It it seems as though they it's it's go for broke. I mean, they're already in a, a major market, but I mean, you bring in you bring in McCann. They already talk about Springer. You're in the running for Springer. We just talk about Bauer. I mean, you you land it and again. It, it could be the Brooklyn thing where they look great on paper. Let's see what happens on the field. But they if they bring in Springer, man, you know, you know, you know that's a way. huge move. Put it this way, yeah, it would be. But I'm more intrigued about getting Liam Hendricks because that's the mm. the bullpen has killed them the last two years because Edwin Edwin Diaz has not been the guy that they thought he was right. going to be in, in, in Seattle. And, you know, the bullpen has cost them more than anything. Because, see, again, they don't need a major tweaking. And I'm not saying that they don't need a Springer or what have you. You know, I, you know and you, you've, heard, you've heard me say, I want Lindor, personally. I, I you know, right. if, if there's one person on my wish list, it's Lindor. Because you know that barring injury, this guy's going to be there for the next, you know, 10 years or so, um, uh, or, or what have you. But if they get Hendricks and it, you know, to me, that's the more, that's more important right now to me. If I heard that they're signing Liam Hendricks tomorrow, then to me, that would excite me more than Bauer, than uh, Springer, than Lindor because that will be addressing literally what's been their biggest problem the last two, three years is that they still don't have a, 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 a closer. And he would be, you know, him, it would take pressure off of uh, off of Diaz because then maybe he becomes the setup guy. I can't do, I can't do another year of Familia. I just can't. I can't. I just, I don't, try, you know, I, 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 I if if they can find a way to package him or what have you, I I I I'd, I'd be I'd be very happy. But if they were able to get uh, Liam Hendricks, then 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 I know they're they're moving in the right direction. Now again, Springer is a nice you know Springer Springer's nice. I can't you, know, you can't deny that. Lindor's be nice. Bauer would be nice as well. But um, work on the back end of that rotation with the uh, bullpen. And then I'm gonna. Then I'll be like, okay, they're going in the right direction. You know, um, just to, I want to harp on the, the the two team, the three the major teams in in you know the tri-state area. But you know, uh, Lance Lynn, that whole big reported trade, the White Sox. I, I look at what what the Yankees' future is, or what. Tanaka's future is with the Yankees. You talked about that that rotation and Cole and Severino. I mean, he might be going where where uh, uh, Sonny Gray went. I mean, it, he might have a reunion reunion there. And you you've heard me say a lot uh, over the years about Tanaka. He's a solid pitcher, but he just gives up too many. Homer's always inopportune, but he just, he just seems to be on the yeah. top of that list a lot for Yankees and stuff. So what what is that? What is the, where does it leave him at this point? It you know is he back? 
with them, or or do you think I, he's gonna be moving on? And why aren't they? I guess again, they are cheap because they're not they're not even in the running at all for Bauer at all. It, it doesn't seem like. Well, they've been men- they've been mentioned, but they've been sort of Luke Walkersy. They could have had him last year, and they sort of they sort of passed on him. And um, I, me personally, I wouldn't give up on Tanaka. I know you're not that crazy about him. This was the first year where, because he usually he's always been money in the postseason, and this year he basically got lit up like a Christmas tree this um, this postseason. Um, I would not give up on him personally, but I understand right. why they would. I understand why they would because he's maddening. He's maddeningly inconsistent. He can look like Sandy Koufax one day and then look like, you know, Sandy Duncan the next. So it's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. That's a line it's of the night right there. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. And see, with a pitcher, and with a pitcher, and with a pitcher that's had arm problems, you always got to be careful. And he's, what's he, what's he, right at 30 or over 30 now? I forget. I think he's 32. I thought he was. Maybe, yeah. I thought around yeah. there. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. And if he's Sandy Duncan, if he's Sandy Duncan, Peter Pan, he's really in trouble because uh, well, that's, that's even see, that's worse. The, the thing with the thing is with him, see, he he's old school in the sense of he actually has the nerve to throw the ball over the plate. And see, in in, in modern day baseball, you know, <laughs> it'll get you killed. And especially right. cause see, Yankee Stadium give us, but Yankee Stadium take us away. Cause see, everybody, right. you know, everybody, you know, all the Yankee haters you know, bitch about, you know, the short porch. But, you know, it's a short porch for both teams, too. So, it, it, And the it, thing is, too, T, if you can tell, I think this is it's upon the, the, the managers to understand it because, you know, if he's not keeping the ball down, you know it's going to be a long game for him. So it should be a short game. If he's getting hit, lit up across the – not even home runs, but just getting lit because he's getting that ball up, like he said, he's going over the plate – then that's three or four innings, and that's a, that's it. But if he's and the thing is with him is his, you know, you know the old Doctor Mike line. He's lost a little bit off his fastball over the years. It's like you know his his velocity yeah. has gone down. The velocity has gone down, and a lot of that has to do with the wear and tear of of the arm. So it's a, you know, let's face it. Their 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 biggest need is consistent pitching because pretty because see even with Severino how 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 um are you going to get a full season out of him and that's another I know, guy. right I know I know that the youngin that they brought up last year I think you know the, the I guess uh, I call him um the baby Pedro you're asking a lot to make him say the third or fourth guy because he's still you know he's still a young and you don't know what 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 you know what you're going to get out of him so that's what the that's the quote unquote quandary with them because if they if they if they if they basically break the bank on uh LeMahieu, does it leave them enough to get another starter? Because for all intents and purposes, their bullpen is okay. It's not lights out, but it's 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 okay. Their the, their starting rotation is what needs a tweak or or another arm. Because you know, you put a Bauer in there, that changes everything because it takes it, it because to me, 
Let's say they sign Bowers. But Bob Bowers like a draft pick. He's you know they they let's say they the thirty they got the thirty second pick in the draft. He's not gonna be there when they want to get him. So like what when they sign D we sign DJ, you know he's not gonna be there anyway. So you might as well look yeah. at what's yeah. next, what's behind yeah. him. He won't be there. And see and see and see. This is why this off season is 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 going to be the most intriguing because somebody. Somebody's going to have to do a home count discount or either someone's going to have to take like an incentive based uh, contract. I don't think it's going yeah. to be, see, this may be, remember the quote unquote year of collusion when Jack Morris and Andre Dawson and all those guys were out there because the owners said, we're not going to pay them. Right. I'm not saying that it's going to happen this year, but it's going to be sort of a, a, a mini version of that because, see, again, there's only going to be a handful of teams that's going to throw some cash out there. And even they are going to be like, we ain't going to go crazy here. We're going to, yeah, we'll spend a couple bucks, but, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to, you know, they, 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 this way. Like, I, I, like as I said during the, during the regular season, nobody's getting a uh, cold contract this year. Let's put it this way. No one, no one is getting a cold. I'd, I'd be shocked if anybody got even half of a cold contract this year. Right, right. And think about it too, T. I guess I would ask you, who is out there that they could grab? And more importantly, because you mentioned, you know, with with Bauer, you kind of, you know, kind of that quirky type thing. But who's out there who you think can handle? the New York media and the fans and everything, just playing with that, that whole pressure on the line. Mm. Uh, well, you know, the funny thing is the one guy that we have not mentioned is James Paxson. Ah, and, and I think he's been mentioned in, I think with the white side, what, no, who was it? That I, I thought well, I read, you know, I don't see, have the notes in front see, of me. See, see this is, this is the worst time of the year because, see, baseball writers are literally, forgive me, making stuff up. Because no one's right. <laughs> they're literally making stuff up. Because um, Buster Olney has basically said he would bet his family farm that Springer is going to uh, sign with the Mets. So, so when Springer signs with someone else, I'm personally going to go buy uh, Buster Olney's uh, <laughs> home. <laughs> You own it for a penny. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got five dollars and twenty-five cents in my pocket, and I'm keeping it just for that. You know, that that's going to be for just you know, if and when Springer. See, I'm not. I don't think they're going to sign Springer. I don't know. I just have a feeling that they're not. I just, I I just, I just something tells me that they're not going to sign him. I don't know why. I don't know what. But something tells me that that's not going to. That's not the slam dunk that everybody's making it out to be. So the guy I'd like a I want a Springer guy who's shown, like you said, those Houston teams uh filming or whatever or not, you know they're really good. And this guy's been good in the playoffs. Been good in the oh, playoffs. Oh, yeah. The number speaks was so I mean, I want a guy like that who may, you know, it, it, and he's been good in the regular season too, but I mean a guy who you know you can you can bank on that's gonna at least for his his part he's gonna do his he's part probably, he's gonna drive and run. You're probably gonna probably gonna cut the umbilical cord with uh, Brett Gardner. Oh my! Oh god! 
Listen. Brett Gardner. Oh, my God. Oh, bullet bullet head himself. Jesus. And he's gone through a couple of managers, three managers, and still hanging around. Please, please. Please don't say Brett Gardner and Jesus in the same sentence, will you? That's that's you know that that's yeah. kind of you got a good point. It. That's kind of pushing you, it a little you, bit. You got a good point, but yeah, hey, hey man, he should have been gone a long time ago. I, I did not see, and I do apologize. I want to bring in Orlando Hughes, uh, hanging on the line, KRSB Radio in in Philly. Uh, Atlanta, we've been talking baseball, but I'm glad I got you on because um, I I put it to. Mike Patton earlier, and I'll put it to you, and I know we had that discussion about Jay, uh, about uh, Carlson Wentz, but yeah, what do you do? Uh, listen, listen, if this guy, um, did, you know, he didn't put up huge numbers, but it wasn't designed for that. He was designed to come in to make plays, give them a spark, and hopefully win. He did that. As the quarterback, he takes, he takes W. So where do you go from here at this point between the two? So you keep you keep Hurts in for the remainder of the season. Um, you let him play play it out. And excuse me. Good e- good evening to you and both teammates. Uh, first and yeah. foremost. Um, but you 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 let him play. You let him play it out. Um, and I, I think there's a, a small window that they can possibly catch Washington. However, I doubt it because they've blown a couple of games. Um, and I, I I don't get this team. Um, and when we, we were arguing before, I told you that offensive lot. But yesterday, the Eagles finally put in place a young offensive line. They weren't trying to put Jason Peters where he played five games this year, left tackle, and he has a bad foot that requires season-ending surgery. Right. right? So, Mayalata, who was the rugby player that they drafted as an experiment, and, oh, by the way, they drafted your left tackle to play for your Steelers as well, right, giving them a chance. Same offensive line coach. Um, So, he's working – with Carson's blind spot. The the kid Herbick was there. Uh he was working with with, with Jalen Hurts spot. So and, and you know, Kelsey's great with the exception of that one time when he tried to run the quarterback sneak and you got a big defensive tackle on top of him and that, that eliminates Kelsey. Uh but I thought they, they he did what he was supposed to do. Um more importantly the one thing about him that I enjoyed, right? He knew how to get rid of the ball, so he studies a, a Russell. Uh, 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 man, I'm goodness. A Russell well, Wilson. How can Russell. I forget Russell Wilson of all people? A Norfolk State alum. Uh, Russell Wilson uh, and getting rid of the ball. Um, they they did a little something with their plays, but the thing, Hertz was great, right? However, if you remove that played Alshon, the receivers still had only 77 yards receiving, right? This, this, this kid, Fulcrum, that was dominating the league as a receiver, the Eagles are still doing that same thing, forcing Alshon onto the field 
he's taking his minutes. Let the young people play. Let them play. Let them play and that, Let's see what they have. Stop trying to play yeah. these veterans yeah. who who were yeah. three years ago. They were great. That's that's my right. problem. And but Hurts right. did a great job. He did a great job right. for what was that, presented to him. Yeah, and you you saw that in um, with you see that with with other teams that they're going to play guys that that shouldn't be playing. Uh, and I think we all agree that the Eagles issues are all over the place. But the problem is holding the ball. And I think not only Jalen Hurts watched Russell Wilson, he watched Carson Wentz on probably watching the same man. I got to get rid of the ball. And and so, I and and I think even for this year, Orlando, it's it's hard. It's already hard to to kind of prepare for a rookie that you don't have film on. I think it's tougher to right. uh, prepare for a rookie who can move like he can. You know these these yeah. uh, tour guys that, who can move, who can throw on a run, and who can make plays like that. So they can win. They still can win a division, even if they don't. Like you said, play it out, and then see what happens. I don't know if that dead money will work in a trade, or if they're if they're. Uh, no. I've heard some stuff. He'll, you're there in Philly, no. but he'll, I don't he'll be know. Back if there. Not, it's going to cost say, them too much. It's going to cost them right. too much. So Carson is back. So they'll next make it a quarterback, year, right? Right, but will they mean no. is it a quarterback competition in, in, in next year, going into next year? Not necessarily. I mean, from the media, from afar, it's going to be that. To me, I'm getting rid of Doug. I'm getting rid of Howie just for their BS. Mm-hmm. Cause, and, and, and why I'm getting rid of Doug, right, he didn't do – how much did he do for Jalen Hurts? How much was that Jalen Hurts? as opposed to just what you said. I'm sitting back. I'm no fool because I, I, I studied under Tua, and I saw that that snake down in Alabama turned his back and cut me. So he took advantage of the small spotlight that was on him, and he made it bigger yesterday, as, as most black right. quarterbacks do it's in all places. Orlando, it's more about what Jalen Hurts has done as opposed to what Doug Peterson hasn't done. Right, 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 right. So, so you you figure there was a play yesterday where Hertz saw that the Saints were just in man to man, right? And it was him. And and I hate this about the NFL. And it's not the Eagles, where these damn defensive ends do not play containment football. Your job as a defensive end is not to get a bunch of sacks. It's the whole. It's to stay in your place and hold that area to field in containment. Right, that in from the Saints, the right end, he bit inside. You're not going to be Jalen Hurts in a foot race to the outside. You're not. There's probably three three defensive ends that can beat a quarterback running to the outside. You're doing him a favor. You're doing him a favor when you do that. Right. But but I don't I don't knock the young brother. I'm happy to see him with success. But he was drafted in a bad place. now, do I think that he's going to be the quarterback in two years for the Eagles? I'd say it's probably 60-40, yes, because uh, they can get rid of Wentz after next year. But next year, Wentz comes back. And I'm still, I still hold firm in my argument. And, yes, Wentz has had a effed-up season galore. But that's his coach because you saw the coach. And just he has a problem dealing with a star quarterback. Every every backup quarterback that he has 
he knows how to do it. Right, this but I, I also think it speaks to the, the talent of a Jason uh, Jalen Hurst because the same coach is still there. One quarterback couldn't make his team player with all better with all that mess going on. The other one did. Same coach. And and the other thing you got to be careful to, with too. I'm not a big Doug Peterson guy, right? But he didn't win a Super Bowl. So who do you bring in? I know T Max asks. He says that all the time. So who do you bring in? Because at the end of the day, you see what they did with the brother in Detroit, and you see the mess that happened after him. You have a black right. coach that makes the playoffs two out of three years. They win nine games three years, make the playoffs, and now you got Matt Patricia coming in, and they're a disaster. They, they, they set back. So you, you fire coach Jim Caldwell, who was great in Indy and in Detroit, and you fire him in Detroit because you want to win more games than nine and make the – the Lions have been garbage all our lives, uh, all of our lives, garbage. Correct. And then they bring in Matt Patricia and you see what you got. So now you fire Peterson – who do you bring in? Oh, because I got, four, he did I got four quarterbacks. I got four coaches that'll that'll do a better job than Doug. You you give me the offensive coordinator of the Bill. You give me the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator of of the uh, of the the Forty Niners. You give me that the prize is Eric Bieniemy yeah, deserving yeah, of a job, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. But would he be able to thrive down there knowing how, you know, the only difference between Philadelphia, Mississippi, and Philadelphia, PA is uh, 700 miles? Uh, yeah, but, but see, the, the brother's not going to let him let him fail here. And, and, and it's not in the sense that the, Jeff Lurie is smart enough to know the, the climate and culture of this city. Now, will, will there be asshole fans? Uh, doing some dumb, well, dumb crap. Uh, uh, oh no, no <laughs> doubt. I don't even, I don't mm-hmm. even deny that. But, oh, yeah. but two of two of the four coaches that I mentioned, right, uh, are 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 black black coaches yeah. uh, to come in here. And the, the thing I like about right. the dude in Buffalo, he's taking Allen, right? So what did they do with Allen? And I and I'm not defending Carson Wentz in this sense. But they got him, Stephon Diggs, for nothing, right? So he has speed around him, and he has, and, and they run plays. This this line him up, receiver there, receivers not getting open. Like you saw yesterday, Peterson actually made some plays for Rager, right? So all year long, he needed to defend both he and Howie Roseman that they drafted Jalen Rager's. Rager over Jefferson. Nobody on this radio show can figure that the hell out. So we can sit down and we can have a hardcore session at the bar, right? And we won't figure right, that out. Right. We, we, we and, all and, take him. And, you, and you're right, Jefferson's having a, 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 a rookie year, a, a, like a, a Randy Moss type year. Numbers. Right. And, and, and incidentally, as you mentioned, incidentally, as you mentioned, you know, uh, the, the enemies and guys like that. Uh, how about giving uh, Leslie uh, Frazier another shot at being an NFL coach? That, I mean, that slowly that Buffalo defense is getting a little better. That's just a sidebar in terms of another brother. And it'd be nice to tell Tony if Eric B. Enemy, Eric B. Enemy starts his own tree. Because the bottom line, really, Andy Reid, here's what I love about Andy Reid. Say what you want in Philly and all that other stuff. And, his, you know, not winning the game, finally getting that. 
He has given, I've seen him on tape and live give credit. Yeah. At least, even if you don't believe it, he's given credit to Eric Bieniemy calling those plays. He has. No, no. He's given it no, to him. Here's the thing. And here's the thing about here's the thing about Big Red, uh, uh, um, LA. I, I I I didn't like Big Red when he was here, but see. What was that song by Charlemagne? The second time around. So uh, the second time, time around is Kansas City, right? So he made he corrected some of his mistakes, right? His time yeah. management, right. you know, he still struggled in Kansas City, but he was able to do that. Andy Reid has the most successful coaching tree of anybody in the NFL over the last twenty years. Mm. Belichick doesn't have yeah. a coaching tree like that because all of his coaches have failed. Andy has produced uh, a hardball. You know, he's produced uh, uh, the, the guy who was up in Minnesota coaching. He's produced Doug. He's produced people. So the, 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 fact, the thing I love about – this is what I love about Andy, right? He was a CEO. So he came in here and he had a plan right. how to run his organization, right? Mm-hmm. A lot right. of coaches don't have right. that. Tomlin is a CEO of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He runs the Steelers. Right. He oversees it, right? When when Big Andy stopped keeping his head out of that play chart and he gave it to the enemy, look how much better he's become as the CEO of, of the Chiefs because they struggled yep. the first couple of years. They mm-hmm. struggled. They did. And the thing about also Andy, real quickly, is I told you, Andy knows quarterbacks. He knows he quarterbacks. He yeah. traded Donovan to Washington in his own division, and he ran with Michael Vick. Yeah. He ran with Michael Vick. Yeah. You got got to love him for that. Yeah, and he and he did it at a time where Donovan was on the on the dive. You know what I mean? So that was right. That's important. Right. Yeah, and and that's why I said that. You know, you got to respect the guy that's gonna. You know. He might even have an ego behind the scenes, but on on the record, and it's, and uh, for all accounts, he's telling people, "Look, you need to hire this guy. Like, why is he not a head football coach? You got you got Adam Gates and all these other garbage all over the league, like all over the league. Can't coach. The fact that he got Can't a coach. second opportunity, Gates, is an is an atrocity yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, of the New York Jets. The fact that you would hire that dumbass, you could have kept." You should, you could have kept the man that was there, the brother that was there. You could, uh-huh. I mean that that that's an atrocity that he gets a second job. Yeah, yep. but I'll tell you too, guys. See, uh, the one thing about Jeffy Lurie I like is that he seems to understand, like uh, Orlando said, the heart of Philly. So if if in his baseball and his football world, he's understanding. And he's getting that. He's, the money is not an issue. He won't spend the money. But I think he understands that franchise. And if, if Peterson's lost that locker room, like Orlando's saying, then it's going to be time for him to go and, and biggest, the GM. I, I, it the biggest, just don't the seem biggest, like they're on the same page. Put it this way. Put it this way. The bigger question is, will the enemy still be, be around if and when, after they, if they do clean house? Right. They're cleaning the house. Yeah, they're yeah, cleaning the house. We'll see. We'll see. Blizzway. Black, Black, Black Monday. You know, their their Black Monday should be very quick and very. You know, he he should if he's not the first guy fired on Black Monday, he should be at the very least second or third in 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 in, 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 in there. 
but here here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing. Out of the teams in that in that division, um, the Eagles in Washington, I think, um, are capable of of winning that division and actually winning a game because of their front seven. Like the the, the Eagles oh, yeah. defense can play. The Eagles defense can play. It's been the offense. Same thing with Washington. Now you got Alex Smith. He's kind of well, off. You know, he's he's a preseason. Yeah, the biggest the biggest thing with their defense, and I think this sort of piggybacks on what uh, Orlando said. The biggest thing Jalen Hurts did yesterday was make sure that that Eagles defense wasn't on the field forty minutes a game. Right, exactly, right. But they ran a lot. Right, but anytime you see the nucleus on the defense is there. Anytime you can get pressure with your front four, that's it. Your back seven is good. You get pressure with your front four. You know you got one of the best ETs in the in the game, Fletcher Cox, right? So you got the front four that can get pressure. You just got to keep them, Tony, like Tony said, keep them off the field, keep them healthy and fresh. You, 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 even your back four can can ball out. It's the the problem is that the the play calling and the quarterback and the offensive line. I think you lost another guy to ACL yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been yeah. a lot of different things. But the crazy thing is that if they get if they can get in, and even with Jalen Hurts, they can knock off one of these teams. Nobody's been dominating. You saw the Saints lose yesterday to 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 uh, coming in riding high and with you know especially with their defense. Their defense has been killing all the quarterbacks and been playing well, and, and he played well and they won the game. So it's, it's you know you, what you, you never get, know. Here's what you get in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. You get either Washington or the Eagles, right, whoever makes it. They get a home game, right? They're going to make the Rams or the Seahawks. The Seahawks have traveled 11,000 miles this year, right? They still have to come play Washington on the East Coast, right? Again, right? The Seahawks or the Rams will have to travel across the country yet again. That's six times traveling across the country. And now they're going to come across the country, and unlike last year, winter, this year, winter team, you can agree with it. I think this year's winter is going to be an ass kicker. I'm buying, I'm buying, coats. I'm buying, I'm already buying a coat for next winter. Right, right. Like, it, and, it's and going to be an ass kicker this year. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to have and one of those teams if, coming back over and, here and, to and, the East Coast. That's going to be rude. And, guys, the elephant in the room. Which team's going to have to have a game pushed back 17 days because of COVID? Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. And, that's yeah. Other, that's and someone had other. asked me, someone had asked me, but why not the Giants? I'm just not, Daniel Jones can run like a rabbit, but I'm not sold on, like, like uh, the kid in Cleveland, I can't, I can't see Daniel Jones beat me in the playoffs. Now, uh, you know, uh, Russell Wilson, yeah, I, I'm not even sold on Jared Goff. I know he went to the Super Bowl, but uh, Jared Goff is a pocket passer, one of these young kids that's isn't, isn't, old school. He isn't, can't isn't scramble. Golf, isn't, Goff, isn't Goff French for fraud? Right. He's, he's definitely <laughs> a fraud, brother. I don't believe. when he, Carson has had problems, but I do not believe in Goff. I told you, the trick with Goff was is that the coach is utilizing – that headset and that comms, and the Rams run that hurry-up offense. You watch the Rams. If it gets under 14 seconds and golf doesn't have a play, they become very limited. 
he's missing Ty Gurley there because he could just hand the ball off to Gurley. Without me, that, me, Golf right. is a very average me, quarterback. He's a poor man's very he's a average dead. quarterback. He's a poor. He's a poor man's yeah, Matthew Stafford, and that's not saying much. Yeah, did, yeah. Their their problem their, their problem is is Jared Goff because. You know, you got the premier, arguably the best defensive player in all of football on defense. Oh yeah, and that back Donald, set, yeah. that back four is really good. That back four is very good. They 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 fly at you. They play really good, solid defense. They got playmakers, but just like I said with Mike Patton with Cleveland, and he he kind of agreed it. You know, um, if if all goes worse, if all goes bad. Can Jared Goff beat me? And the answer is no, not in a big spot. He comes the, the Patriots, the Patriots, even the Belichick and everything, we get that and all that stuff. He said, I'm going to take Gurley out. We're going to play it like this. Jared Goff, go down the field and beat me. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it right. in the Super Bowl. If Baker he can't Mayfield the Super Bowl, can't beat he ain't you either. Uh-huh. Right. Listen, oh, my Baker God, Mayfield can't saying. beat you. The, the only – watch this, though. Matt Stafford gets traded next year. He gets traded next year, and he ends up in Carolina. And watch out for the Carolina Panthers, brother. And that's down there in your neck of the woods, L.A. I, that's a real coach that you have. That's a real coach. If they get a real quarterback, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, in trouble. Yeah. I, you know, I, I like that. He's going to be tough for him, though. See, by midseason, he's going to be cussing and kicking his dog like uh, Jim Caldwell was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge. I'm not Matthew Stafford to Tony to Tony's point though. Matthew Stafford is is a um, a poor man's uh, Philip Rivers. He's a Philip Rivers. I, I don't have. I don't trust him. I, they put up all these numbers, but they got nothing to show for it. Now I know you need talent around you and on the defense and that and that. Uh, Matthew Stafford just doesn't do it for me. His biggest hey, claim hey, to fame is he's friends with Tony. Tony. His, his greatest claim to fame is he's friends with Clayton Kershaw. And he turned Megatron into the Red Skull. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, he, he listen, he's a phenomenal talent, can throw the ball, but I don't know. But let me ask you this question because. I put this earlier. I put it out there, uh, guys. Uh, I'll start with you, Atlanta. Baltimore, Cleveland, at the time of the broadcast, uh, of course, uh, rebroadcast will be over with, but uh, they were playing each other on Monday night. We don't know. We don't have to discuss all that. But when you look at both those teams, the way they're going, both them coming in with winning streaks, um, Baltimore number one rus- rushing offense, Cleveland number two, who would you be more afraid to play or play in the playoffs at this point? I would be more afraid of playing the Ravens because they've been there. Um, Stefanski's doing a hell of a job. Um, and I can't believe I yeah, said yeah. that about a kid that graduated from St. Joe's Prep. Um, <laughs> uh, um, but he, he, he is doing a job and, and I, I, he's a guy that I thought deserved an opportunity to be a head coach as well. So I'm lucky that Cleveland gave him an opportunity. But I, I, I still go with just the advantage of Harbaugh of being there um, and, 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 and believing. But Baltimore, I don't know what they're doing down there in the harbor, but those brothers can't keep that COVID thing under control. So yeah. I say Baltimore, 
but yeah. you just said it. Like Tommy said it. Yeah. What they gonna have three players with COVID? Yeah, like, right. yeah. They, yeah. Right. yeah. And I think they, they don't. And, and I think crap out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently they got. I don't want to take it too bad, but they they apparently got Ray Lewis on speed dial just in case. Ray Lewis and uh, a Listen, bunch of different players. All the hair dye. He need he need to take some of that hair dye and give it to Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> hair dye, hair dye, uh, hair hair dye and hair piece. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but well, listen, 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 listen. listen. So I, I, I know a dude. Back. I, I I knew a dude that was balder than me, L.A., and he was balder than me. I've been bald for what the last ten years, and he showed up with a, with a full. Full 1990s Philly thing uh, out of the blue, right? With, 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 with no with no signs of gray at 40 48 years old in his hair, and he's like, "Oh, Orlando, Orlando, Orlando. He paid he paid a lot of money for that weed. In the words in the words of that scholar Sinbad, if you ball headed on Thursday, yeah. That's, a, that, that's Ray Lewis. That's Ray Lewis, Michael Irvin, the whole gang walking around with some damn weed. You oh, had, you can get a heroin afro too. Uh-huh. Let me tell you what I let me let me tell you what I used to do. Quick quick story. Let me tell you what I do to my I, I still do to my brother every now and then every now and then he'll shave it off. But when when I was living back home in Connecticut, I and my brother Kevin, right? Uh, he's losing his hair, so I come home and I'm like, like Kev, we call him Peewee. He's like, wait, you losing your hair, man? He's like, what? I said, you got this Sherman Hensley thing going with the island, with the body of water on the side and the strip of land in the middle right there. And he picks it up, picks it up, and runs to the mirror. <laughs> I call it yeah, the yeah, island yeah. haircut. Oh, you gotta shave it off, bro. You gotta shave it yeah. off. You, you're not a European. Man, the war is, yeah, <laughs> really. the war is over, you guys, man. But see, I was gonna say, the, the, here's, here's the point. You got a you got a, a Baker Mayfield who, to me, finally, uh, like uh, um, Orlando said, with Stefanski, convinced him. He said, "All right, look, I got a good defense. I got a Miles Jarrett who can, who's an All Pro, who can rush the quarterback." Great offensive line, got playmakers on the outside. I got two great running backs in the backfield. All I yeah. need is not screw it up. The problem get, is, the problem is, I can see Baker doing the Oklahoma uh, State type stuff, dropping back. They, you know, the the biggest thing, by the way, they've been putting them under uh, uh, center and, and not playing this whole, you know, drop back shotgun stuff. But I can see the old Baker coming back, trying to beat them, and teams are going to do that. They're going to try to take everything away, and they're going to say, Baker beat us in the playoffs. Can you and, do and, that? And rightfully so. And rightfully so. But see, here's the, but see, here's the thing. Even as, you know, only thing, only thing uh, worse than his commercials are is, is, is his ego. But I think the thing, yep. the thing here is that they're cold. See, here's the, the thing I always like to factor in is, if you're a cold weather team and can run the ball, that's mm-hmm. huge this time of the year. That's huge. Because, see, it becomes like the NBA playoffs where everything is half court. Every possession, right. whatever. 
All these teams that want to throw the ball 40, 50, 60 times can see, and I'm not saying this to with you. Yes. Yes. They, you know, they have gone away from their DNA. That's why if, 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 see, now it's bad enough that Ben is, oh, by the way, is he due, is he, when's the baby due? Is it going to be January or February? That, that's Listen, I, not only that, not only that, Tony, the fact is that he, it, I, I think Bruce Arians came back and snuck in as offensive coordinator. Because that's what Bruce Arians would do. Let's throw the ball. With, early in the year, they were running the ball. Now they stop running the ball, and they want to do 50 times a game, throw the ball and everything. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah. it makes no sense. No, well, and, and see, so we, they don't know. They don't, don't they, you know, in the words of Tony LaRusso, don't you know who you are? Right. You know, no, and and the thing is, to, to, to the point, Orlando, you know, Kansas City hadn't played, to me, great all year. But guess what? They're 12-1. They, they know how to close the deal. Now, it helps to have Patrick uh, Mahomes. Right, but it, it, they know how to finish the deal better than anybody, and nobody's comparing Pittsburgh to Kansas City. But I'm just saying, they don't panic, and they play in all phases of the game. They, you, if if the defense is struggling, Patrick picks him up. The Patrick's, you know, he threw three picks in that game. They still won. They put up 33 points. He threw three picks. They're I mean, toying, come they on. Were with him. They were toying. The scare, see. Here's the scary thing about Kansas City, and I know I said this week one, but like, they still haven't opened up the playbook. Right. You know they got a set of play, you know they got a set of plays for um, you know they got a set of plays for for basically all of it. They got a set of plays for Kelsey. They got a set of plays for uh, Ty. Uh, Ty um, uh, uh, yeah. Tyreek. Yeah. And they ha- and, and, and and again. They're still sort of just getting um, Le'Veon introduced to the offense. And think about it. If they wanted to run the ball, this kid would be – he could be rookie of the offensive rookie of the year. But they don't oh, run the ball enough oh. for him to get enough votes to be offensive but, rookie of the year. But see, that, but, see, but see, that's the thing. Well, he, he may still get it anyway because when he's been – because, see, again, cold weather team, if they got to – because, see – the the fact that you've only got the one one seed this year because of this stupid expanded playoffs, it makes that number. Because see, if folks have to come to KC again, it's it's a matter of it's, it's theirs to lose. I still say it's theirs to lose right now because oh, it's definitely theirs. It's but definitely. it's in the AFC at the at, at, at the very least in the AFC. But yeah, it's 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 um. Right. It's it's um But they even get the but they get the Saints, so then they can they can judge themselves against the Saints too. They beat the Saints. They're the best team in football. I mean I already we already probably we think that anyway, but I mean they beat the Saints and all the teams in the AFC, they beat everybody, the Baltimore's and all these other teams in the AFC, Buffalo. They they're the best team in football. Going into the playoffs yeah. yet again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I know Orlando uh, a lot of people say you know, they want to, you know, have people, we, we understand, the three of us understand football, but the pundits like to do this stuff with Patrick Mahomes and, and uh, trust and believe he, he deserves all those accolades and MVPs and Super Bowl. But a lot of people are saying, you know, he's the, the best that they've seen, you know, that, that wow effect. Um, you know, I've seen, you know, I'm a big Warren Moon 
guy. He was one of the scrambler, but he was one of the most accurate and deep throwers in the game. Uh, Dan Marino with the quick release. Even Dan Fouts with the quick release. I mean, but I'm not saying that he can't be that, but it's longevity, if anything else, guys. I mean, if nothing well, else. Still, we'll, see, we'll see. He's still a baby. Remember, this was only his right. third. This was only his third full season. Right. This was only his third full season. He's and see, that's the skit. That's you know, barring again, barring injury or what have you. And see, the thing is, as great as he is, he doesn't have to do everything. He's got a running game. Now, right. There'll be now now. now There'll be some folks that say, "Well, let me see what he does after the enemy leaves this year," and I'll be like, "Okay, sure, do 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 that." And when when he puts up the and when he puts up numbers again, then what do you say? He gonna put up the numbers that that you don't have a a, a talent like that. He he gonna put up the numbers regardless. Uh, it's a matter of what's the wins. Orlando, do we still have you here? So make sure we still have him on the line. I know he's on the line, but I don't know if he. He may not be available. So I'll start with you, uh, T. A lot of it, a, a, a lot, especially in these quote-unquote teams, these teams that want to start to build a dynasty, um, a lot of it is like get it in now. So Patrick needs to – a lot of people say, okay, Kansas City, get it when you can because as he keeps going, he already got a huge contract now. He gets another one, then you can't, you know, with with uh, the the way uh, free agency works and the cap, that you can't afford all these great talents at every position. So maybe a Kelsey leaves right. or Tyreek Hill leaves, but then, then you don't have those same talented guys. You might have a great linebacker, I mean, a great tight end, but you may not have mm-hmm. Kelsey, or you may not have the, the fastest wide receiver. I get the I get I, I get the feeling he'd be a guy that would defer. To keep guys, that's right, just that's right. just the impression yeah. that I would get with him. Cause see that you know as much as they made out about that contract, there are a lot of you know there you know they've got it so that he could take less and they could be able to sign right. it. Cause remember, they you know they brought in you know they they were able to sign him and they brought in more defensive players this past year. That that's 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 the thing that everybody keeps forgetting. So it's right. not right. that that. You know what? The only thing that kept them from having not having another Super Bowl title, as far as I'm concerned, was the overtime in uh, New England. And I think that that's been and, 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 and I and I call in that game. Oh, of course, but see, but see, but see, they they learn. You know, every great Super Bowl team has that thing where they it, it it's the thing it's the one that got away. You know when the, right. you know when, uh, when 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 the when the Bears whooped up on when '85 Bears whooped up on the Giants, the Giants came back that next year and and won it. The 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 the, the, uh, the, the Washington team that got beat up by those Giant teams eventually got their Super Bowl afterwards. But see, that's the thing. Now they've got their ring. Right. Now they've got it. You know, again, barring injuries, free agency, complacency, you know, pregnancies or whatever, they they they're 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 going to be in the mix. And, and yeah. Orlando, to the point, to Tony's point, you're deferring that money. You know, Brady gets a lot of credit in New England, whatever, whatever. Um, but you see in Pittsburgh, you even see in Philly, you see in, in other places that they they haven't had consistent losing. They've been winning, 
and, and winning, meaning at least making the playoffs, never having to lose the record, just kind of winning games and being able to, to have, a, have a chance to get to the Super Bowl, that's one thing. But then you go back to Pittsburgh and you go, like I've been saying, they had a running game. They had a running game in the offensive line in a while. They've been living off right. that for, for since 2009. So if you don't address the thing, if you're gonna if you're gonna let Roethlisberger who adjusts himself for his salary, then you gotta build at the other spot. Kansas City did that. Now he gets money like Tony said he's done, and it ain't really that that big as people think it is. And you still can keep Travis Kelsey. You still can build on the defense. You still can keep bringing in a, I mean keep a Tyree Hill. You still can bring in a running back from the LSU that can run the ball, and you can stay on top for a good five or six years. Winning championship, well, possibly. It, it was listen. You you have to draft well. You, you get a quarterback, yep. as as happened in the most recent time, with the exception of uh, uh, Sheet, You get a quarterback on his rookie contract. The Rams did it. The Eagles did it. Uh, Kansas City did it. Um, but you have to draft well, and you have to have a little bit of luck too. Um, oh, as far as your, your free agency signings, right? I thought the Chiefs really, really put themselves over the top by getting, you know, uh, uh, Matthew Jones. A, as their safety. Oh, that, oh, and and that, that, yeah. that attitude, yeah. you know, he brought an yeah. attitude there. Yeah. Um, and I thought Houston has completely self-destructed and, and – we got to talk about our brother down there in Houston. Oh, He's God. going to oh, rock God. in Houston because not only did they let Matthew go and all of these for the the bionic man J.J. Watt, who I never believed in whatsoever. Um, Thank and, you. And then the Thank you. then the the, the, the steroid taking. Uh, uh, um, oh, uh, uh, with the, uh, yeah. No, no, the steroid taking Colin. Uh, uh, there was the HBO celebrity. Uh, mm-hmm. He oh, right, got right, put right. out of there. And, and, and Deshaun doesn't have anything because they're going to lose Will Fuller next year because they can't sign him. Uh, they oh. can't keep a coach. Um, so to, to, to your thing about your, your Steelers, they needed to draft a running back. And there 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 have been a couple of great years of running backs coming out where they could have picked up somebody better than James Conner. Um, and, and, and and for the Steelers, uh, and I, I know you don't like Ben, but who's going to replace Ben? Because Ben is showing that he's Ben. Like, if you let him throw the rock a certain amount of times, he's going to turn the rock over. And, and, exactly. And exactly. I, I don't think he's a cold water – I'm not cold water – cold weather quarterback – um, like cold he water, used to be because he's getting water, older. Cold weather, cold water. Well, matter. yeah, yeah. So, right. So for the Chiefs, they they have the right mix of selecting to get the brother from LSU this year. That 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 that's like Minnesota. Like, oh my God, look look what we just fell. Minnesota needs a coach exactly. and a quarterback, but they have talent to move forward. You know, uh, the, the Chiefs are in a good position. Uh, 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 Seattle's always been in a good position as far as picking up talent. They don't spend money out in Seattle. Uh-uh. They 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 bargain fetch. They'll make a trade, but 
they don't sign free agents. Yeah, and then the Carlos Dunlap, who we saw in Cincinnati a lot, Pittsburgh, uh, was a nice. It, it, that was a steal. That was under the radar. I think he, they, when they get in the playoffs, I think he's going to help them a lot. Um, and you know, he he sir, obviously with their quarterback, you're going to make sure you keep him around. But I'm going to tell you too, guys, that if if we're looking at teams with firings, we don't know all the firings that's going to happen. We know it's going to happen, but it did happen in Houston. Why wouldn't you want to be in Houston with that quarterback? Why wouldn't you want to be a coach with that quarterback? To start with that him and Sean Watson, that, damn- Deshaun Watson that dude can ball with nobody playing with him. And he balling out. LA. I would it's want to be a quarterback in a minute. Yeah. It's yeah. that owner. That was like no, Cam in Carolina with that owner. Right. No, I'm saying if you had if, if if I wanted to start a team that was a fired coach, it wouldn't be in Chicago because oh, yeah. he gonna go. He better go. It would certainly better wouldn't be in 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 the Jets with they probably gonna draft another quarterback. It would be mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, man. And I feel so bad for him. To be, to be honest, we'll see. To be, he's he's a broad team with no talent. He's just balling out anyway. You know, we keep talking about the enemy. And me personally, I think the enemy would be a perfect fit for Houston because I think only because I think eventually they could draft. Because, see, let's face it, they're going to be drafting from the bottom. They're going to be drafting from the top over the next year or so. And yeah, yeah. if they can at least, you know, if they can get a, if, if they can get at least another running back, so it can take the pressure off of Watson. Because see, that's the thing. Because see, Watson basically has to do everything. He has to tackle people. He has to throw the game football. He has to run. Probably, they I probably, heard he sells popcorn too. Yeah, they sell the they popcorn probably, too. They probably, they probably make him. Uh, they probably make him heat up the hot dogs just before the freaking game starts. Right. So that's, right. Yeah, but. Yeah. but with all of that being said, I would go there and try to just see. In many ways, if he were the good, let's, you know, let's just, just for 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 someone up and giggles. Let's just say the enemy goes there and tries to turn him into a more mobile um, Mahomes, and you get him, and you get him some help running, you know, running the ball. It can happen. It may take. It may take. A, it may take a couple of years, but it takes about three years. Yeah, a couple. Of years. It, it, but see, it, but see again. It goes like what you were saying before, man. Because see, this is where you got to draft. You know, it, it, personally, they probably should have been. They should have been watching uh, college films basically from week four on. Oh yeah. But the, oh, yeah. the, and the problem with the, the problem with Watson first again, I feel bad. I hate to see this dude. He he he's a faster, more uh, uh, accurate passer of Cam Newton. Uh, 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 certainly smaller, where he got no help. He's just doing what he need to do to make plays, and he's doing it anyway. But the owner has to sign off when you let your best wide receiver, arguably the best wide receiver, some people say in football, you let him go, and you don't. You don't stop that. The owner has to sign. I mean, I'm not saying he's involved with day-to-day football operations. But come well, on, you gonna let him go? The biggest, put it this way: the biggest cancer is already gone with um, O'Brien. Ugh. So oh, yeah, they, they right. hated him. The players yeah. hated him playing yeah. for him. They yeah. hated yeah. him. 
Yeah. Like, once, Matt Pat- once you- like Matt Patricia, another Belichick guy. Matt Patricia exactly. in Detroit, I heard. They hate him. Exactly. Exactly. Plus, you know, plus, you know, plus the fact, you know, his, his, um, his the rubber bands from his beard kept falling off after uh, practices. But that's a whole other story. What? Lou Albano? That's, that's Captain Lou's son? That's, yeah. Or his grandson? Oh, my God. Oh, no. I just... I just had a visual. Orlando, you He looks like him. I, I said hey. it before. I haven't said it on this show, but I've said it. He could hey. be Captain Lou's grandson. Yeah, really. Well, that's oh, that's that's his next line. way, if I, I it wouldn't surprise me if I see him on SmackDown by by the end of the year or at least right. the beginning of next right. year. Well, listen, but, no, yeah, not actor, but it, what is it? The company running rockets out of L.A. He can go out there and design a rocket ship. Um, was a space I love, act, right? He, he, I love he's this. smart enough. Mm-hmm. Look, I love Captain Captain Blue and, and my boy Dusty Rose at Mega Three with his jelly rolls. I love his jelly rolls, yeah. Dusty Rose. Yeah, he can go with Mister Fuji, Fred Classic, Fred Blassie. You know, and, mm-hmm. and we can get them all there. The Great yeah. Kazoo, yeah. the whole oh. shebang. He can go. He can join them wow. all. Yeah, yeah, he's more, he's wow. more, he's more, he's more pencil neck geek uh, material as far as I'm concerned. Right. Let me find a in with this real quick and and, and switch no to, to the NBA. And, and again, uh, you know, uh, obviously they say all all accounts that Kevin Durant looks really good. Um, no no signs of any issues in, in, in there. Um, but I read a couple of things and I was talking to someone uh, who I've had on on the show that covers the NBA we were talking about you know the power of Kevin Durant and really I take it a step further with the the power of the players who you want Um, no surprise T you talk about this all the way it's been going on ever Magic Johnson got Paul Westhead fire it's been going on way before this time so the power of the player in the NBA has already been going on but they were trying to say that you know Kevin Durant um, uh, should either clearly sign off on, I don't know what inside or whatever, sign off on bringing in uh, Harden or back off. But Kevin Durant publicly has been, I got nothing to do with it. Obviously, they boys or whatever, they play together, same franchise. So what do you see, T, in terms of the the position of a Kevin Durant because you know LeBron's done it, but uh, and, and, and in, terms know, no, day, in terms of modern and, day, but when you, know, you see is, that, you bring you bring Harden into that thing, it it it, it, blow, it blows itself up, it does. And see, and, and, and let me 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 just come right out and say this in public now, Dolan, I will kick your ass if you bring James Harden to this team. <laughs> I will kick your. I will personally. Bring, I will personally call Charles Oakley and me. We will come and we will physically kick your ass if you bring James Harden. Do you to, express here? Do you express here about this? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A n t h o n y m c c l e a n. Yeah, but no, but no. But that, I don't mind. I don't. The, the, the thing is, Tony, they don't understand that Houston's not just going to give him up for a bad sports run. See, see, they want it both ways. Because, see, Durant, for the most part, 
is quiet is, is is a quiet guy. But see, they want you know they want to they they, they want to they want to push him over to his boiling point, and they they want chaos. They want chaos. They want chaos there. Right now, remember, you've got a you you know you you've got a brand. You literally have a neophyte running this team right now. Why would you bring in uh, James Harden? No. Yeah. No. If 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 in, if the Nets if put it this way, if you want to win New York, you bring James Harden in. If you want to win the NBA, you keep his you keep his ass away. I I, I you know. Well, then that goes back to Mets Yankees though. What do you want to win? You want to win the Mets Yankee battle? You, you want to win the World Series? Put it this way. Put it this way, and and maybe this is the Knicks fan in me. You bring James Harden to Brooklyn, then the Knicks are the best team in New York this year. Yeah, yeah, hmm? yeah, yeah. Whatever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me let me uh, let me ask you this, Orlando, because you know you, you asked Gerald Hoover, uh, and it you know his insiders, you know from what he knows is that you know Harden and. And Durant, they they signing off on it. It's just a matter of Houston getting on board. And I, I'm in Houston. I'm not giving up uh, Harden for a pork a bag of pork rinds. I'm not gonna give him up for, for anything. If I'm gonna do it, he he Brooklyn is gonna give me a bunch of stuff. But aside from that, we also think I think Orlando, you and I agree that Philly can can beat Brooklyn, like with what they brought in and and with Doc Rivers. I think. I think Philly can get to the finals, in, in my opinion. I'm, I mean, maybe hopefully optimistic, but I think that's what can happen. But with with Brooklyn, uh, Kevin Durant, like 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 she said, first of all, he's he's a soft spoken guy. He's not going to be that outspoken guy. Number two, even when he went and, and was about to leave uh, Golden State, he he said he called it the same way. I'm not going to talk about it. That's not my business. Let the front office handle it all the right things, but that's not good enough. But it's never good enough with him anyway. Like, if he if he goes to the wrong team, he's, he's you know, he's not wanting to win. If he goes to a winning team, then he, he has no drive. Like, he can't win, Kevin Durant. But but with that being said, I don't, I don't know how much power in this particular situation he would have on signing off and influencing – this particular move with Kevin uh, with uh, James Harden. I don't think Harden is going to Brooklyn. Um, if 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 anything, I, I I still think that Harden. If if the Rockets wanted Ben Simmons and three first round draft picks and Matisse Thibodeau. Okay, to have Brooklyn doesn't have that to offer to them, so Harden will be a Houston Rocket, or he will be a malcontent. But Kevin Durant, Brooklyn has a bigger problem, and that's what. What are you going to do with Kyrie? Kyrie won a championship uh, with LeBron and Kevin Love, who doesn't get any credit because he spaced things out, um, and. He won it with Tyron Lue, who was coaching. Steve Nash, like Tony said, he's a he hasn't coached he hasn't coached high school basketball. 
so who's the coach on that team? Who's the coach? Is is it is it uh uh is it D'Antoni? Is it is it Nash? God, hopefully is it's it, not D'Antoni. It, it, They're gonna really be in trouble. Right, right, right. But 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 mm-hmm. I mean, so and and Spencer Dinwiddie and, and Karis Levert, those brothers are saying, wait a minute, we had something nice going on here, and. Now this franchise is Kevin Durant and it, and it's and it's uh, uh, Kyrie's team. All of a sudden, KD will get his, but I don't see Brooklyn. I say Brooklyn finishes the number four seed in the East this year. I, honestly, it has know nothing to do, and, do with the Sixers. And, and Orlando, you know four. what too though, with 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 uh, with him in in place. When you bring in a guy from Houston who just wants to shoot and 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 do a lot of small ball, obviously Kevin Durant will be on the on the on the court, but they they're not really playing any defense. He could be the coach, you know, with Steve just kind of you know it being ahead in 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 theory only. And then the other part of it is, I, I just don't. I've never seen how Kyrie can function anything with Harden. Because Kevin Durant is very economical. He can take 20 shots and get 30 points, 40 points. Right. He can do that. Get to the, but Kyrie demands the ball in his hand. That's his game. I can't see Harden coming in and then they sharing the rock. It don't make any sense. It makes that zero sense at all. And, 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 and bringing in a, a guy from Washington who's been hurt two years in a row, John Wall, not going to keep him in Houston. So I think the answer is what you said. He's going to be a malcontent. Like, he'll be in Houston and just taking 60 shots a game, and they won't win a lot of games. I mean, I just – I don't Kyrie see anything was in basketball he-, he was in basketball heaven in Boston. He was in basketball heaven. And it didn't – Marcus Smart was going to kick his ass. And Terry <laughs> Rozier. They were, Marcus Smart was going to kick his ass. After after he got some sea breeze to put on his skin, right? I, 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 Boston is a city, and I gotta I gotta I gotta flex on this brother, but this brother cannot get that acne together, and he's making millions of dollars. I I I can't I, I, I can't I can't. But he's going to kick Kyrie's ass up there next time we bring on. We we bring on our man from 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 UMass, and we got to na- ask Nick Anastas uh, about that relationship. He was going to get his ass kicked in Boston because he couldn't function there. What is he going to do in Brooklyn? What is he going to do? Right, he's going to sabotage you, you, that team. That's a great and, point. And mind that's you, a, that's a the, great the, yep. The, he's going to sabotage, and, and this is what I will say about our Sixers. Joe is now in his seventh year. Ben is entering his fifth year. LeBron didn't win into his eighth year. Kobe didn't win into his fifth or sixth year, right? Mm-hmm. Now the Sixers have a coach. They have a coaching staff. They have Doc. They have uh, 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 Dave Yorger. They have uh, uh, Sam Cassell. They have uh, the guy from Indiana. They have uh, 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 Ham. They have a coaching staff. And they have players, so they get better, right? Atlanta's going to get better. 
Orlando's going to still be functional. The Knicks will be better under Tibbs for two years, and Tibbs will probably piss all those players off in about <laughs> – 